the living and enters into the darkness, into the world of monsters. Ooh. In order to open up the gates of hell, we must spill the blood of, wait for it, wait for it, a virgin. Virgin thing, I think we might have a problem. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 294. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we nurse our Halloween hangovers with going to a couple of last-minute local haunts. And by haunts, we mean whorehouses. Yeah. that's how we roll. The the (laughs) all-guy kind. (laughs) Hell-bent on a hangover. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, dude. It's uh, it's our Halloween hangover episode. Yep. Because you just can't get enough of Halloween. I can't. I really can't. I I, could have gotten more Halloween this year, actually. I yeah, really you, yeah, you really weren't around for any festivities James, whatsoever. James, because that's you are, I'm Mike. James, oh, I, didn't even, I didn't even carve a pumpkin this year. What? Which is maybe the first time that's happened in, fuck, I, my whole life. Since I'm, it, oh yeah. I, honestly, God, this might be the first Halloween I've ever not carved pumpkins. This is the and first, we usually go all out with it too. This is the first Halloween in the last 10, 11 years that you and I haven't done it at my house. We didn't do it last year at the house. Ye- no, we? no, we did not, because I did it in my own house. Because we were spending Halloween in our new house last year. Uh, uh, um, but but the, the joke joke was on us though, because we got absolutely we got exactly two trick or treaters last yeah, year. Yeah, the joke is so, on you. Yeah, well, that's my life. Um, but yeah, no, no, no pumpkins this year. No haunted houses this year. Hence the episode we're doing this week. Yep. Um, didn't see you guys this year. We didn't go to any parties this year. Uh, I did go to a really awesome haunted oh, restaurant. Though, also, that you could go sweet. see a man in his like what is he fucking mid sixties, wearing a dress, play some songs from the nineties. My dad. <laughs> I didn't go to my parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it weird to think that your dad is closer in age to Billy Corgan than you are? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> okay though people still go see the fucking stones and they're like 120 years old that's true and they still got it do they yeah they got it do they yeah <laughs> do they i'm questioning that there's that's a song like, called like moves saying, like jagger for a reason Mike. that's like saying the who still sounds like the who oh well don't they i mean the song sounds similar because you can't and guitars don't age but everything else it's it's not the who <laughs> why did you why did you bring up the who I, was, I, I saw something on them recently I was gonna at, the, say, uh, at the rock and roll hall of fame i've never heard you talk about the who in your entire life i also went to the rock and roll hall of fame oh how'd that I was go? In, uh, well, it, well hey, let's let's just set it up i went to cleveland had my little trippy do Saw the uh, saw the Smashing Pumpkins, yeah, and Jane's Addiction, yeah, uh, and Meg Myers, which was awkward. Why was that Meg awkward? Meg Myers, I don't think has ever played to a crowd that big before. That's uh, that probably is true. That's very likely. Yeah, she was 
flustered on stage. Like That's she true, couldn't like... address the crowd in a way that seemed like somebody who's a rock star would be able to, not rock star, but like <clears throat> somebody who plays in front of people for a living. It looked like it was like her first time in front of people. Like she was that nervous. It's got to be weird because I think she plays mostly, mostly places, like mostly. I would say on a on a on a headlining tour clubs Probably, and then yeah. and then like on a supporting tour maybe places like the Fillmore maybe yeah you know so yeah, this is a stadium. so like maybe a couple thousand people this tops potentially could have been her first stadium show ever yeah for all we so know. think um, about think about that sure. you're suddenly it addressing was, a whole sea it just of people felt, that's got to be weird it just felt weird though because the crowd wasn't really responding to her yeah. like the songs were good like sure. for what they were um it just was what it was and i know it's kind of weird well also um, the smashing pumpkins jane's addiction crowd that's well, a bunch of people in their like 40s to 50s yeah yeah it's all boomers <laughs> yeah. it's all fucking older gen xers and boomers and it fucking sucks <laughs> like there is this these two fucking bitches sitting in front of us one directly in front of us two rows down one right to the right of us one row down an indoor arena fucking smoking cigarettes oh, the entire fucking show it's it's so Oh weird. my god, I wanted to fucking sparta this woman in the back of the fucking head. <laughs> That's all I want. I was literally fantasizing about it every time she'd light it up. This is illegal. Oh, I was uh, so fa- It's fucking Cleveland for you. I did go, I did go to Ohio in fairness. Well, yeah, it's the it's the fucking <laughs> armpit of America, but Jesus. Um, dude, it's crazy how we used to just we used to go hang out at bars all night yeah. long and we, we all smoked and them. we smoked cigarettes ourselves like I remember, like, even it's when I... It's different when you were a smoker, though. I don't know, dude. Even when I did smoke, coming home and, and like, getting into your nice, clean apartment, because I would never smoke indoors, you know? Like, getting into your nice, clean apartment and then smelling that shit on your clothes, you're yeah. like, this is fun. Sucks. Like, this is what the inside of my lungs smell yeah, like, and the it's thing fucking is, gross. But the thing is, though, as a smoker, when you're in a place where you expect to smell smoke, you don't mind it. You just right. don't. Well... I don't know. The only place that you expect to smell smoke anymore is a casino, and it's still pretty fucking rancid. Um, no, most casinos don't allow smoking anymore because of COVID. We oh. found that out when we came back from up north. We stopped at Firekeepers, really, and uh, they no longer allow smoking indoors. Yeah, that was the agenda. Ah, uh, you know what? It That's was, a good agenda. It's actually <laughs> it was, a pretty awesome. Agenda. It was they wanted to finally outlaw smoking in all indoor spaces in America, so they released COVID. Yep, that's it. Well. Well that's done, the, guys. That's the one. Well done. Have, but then you have Canadian uh, casinos that were just like, oh, 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 we already did this years ago. <laughs> I don't know why they're also Jamaican. <laughs> that wasn't Jamaican. Like, that that Jamaican. was French. <laughs> but no, it was no, bad French. No, no. It sounded like New, like a, like a New Orleans uh, accent. <laughs> we already did that years ago. Oh, like Creole? Oh, yeah, Creole. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, though, I, I will say this, though. Cleveland? Is a hell of a town. Go to hell. No, I actually really. Oh, you did. It was called Cleveland. <laughs> I, I actually really enjoyed Cleveland. I know that there's like a I've bad, never been there, honestly. There's there's bad surrounding areas to Cleveland, just sure. like there are in Chicago, Detroit, everywhere, whatever. dude, everywhere. Um, I was super impressed with Cleveland, though. It it, it reminds me a lot of Detroit. You've um, been there before, haven't you? A long time ago. A when long was the last time, time you and your brother went to see the? We went to Columbus. Oh, we Columbus. To Columbus. Um, so Cleveland. It it it's, it reminds me a lot of Detroit and the fact that like it's just over the year over the last like twenty years it's really been gentrified like it looks like an older city that has been rebuilt back up to being kind of awesome again. Um, the food scene there for especially for our needs was awesome. Like every mm-hmm. restaurant you go to had stuff for everybody, which was great. Um, dude, 
the best place that we found to eat that we actually went to twice mm-hmm. was a place called Chicken and Beer. <laughs> and this is the place that Kristen wanted to go to twice <laughs> because they had because she finally broke edge thank god <laughs> thank know, god like, they um they fucking they <clears throat> just had everything everything like their batter was gluten-free and vegan that they did everything in like Gross. separate fryers for her like no it was great dude dude two years <laughs> it, in we're still it was, it was not two years in we are still experiencing firsts and you know what that first was what? sharing a plate of onion rings <laughs> we've never been able to do that before that sounds really dumb. Because everything's usually uh, fried in the same... Yeah, or, same... Or, or it's like a wheat batter or whatever, yeah. Oh, right. Um... Or a vegan batter or whatever, or not yeah. vegan. So yeah, so it was just it was just kind of a cool place. Dude. It was just a little bar. Um, I promptly fell off the stool the first time we went, and it wasn't because I was already drinking. The goddamn stool was broken, <laughs> but I fell backwards in slow motion. Literally <laughs> everybody in the place just stopped and looked at me. You're the only adult that I know who falls off of stuff. Dude. Literally, you sat in it. The whole seat did this, like it, like it was like slow motion. Like, you're, you're literally the only adult I know who like like regularly falls off. Of yeah, stuff. that's what hilarious. Can I say? What can I say? Um, it's just like it's either bad luck or like shitty equilibrium or. <laughs> I guess. Um, anyway, so though, how was uh, the show though? Was the, the show, show good? Was, the show was actually really great. Sorry, hold cool. on. Where's my? Where did my big fucking your big clock? Big clock, yeah. Where's my big clock? Where's that big clock at? Big clock. There you, you go. Pull it go. up. Gotcha. There's the big. Clock. Um, no, uh, pumpkins were maybe the best I've ever seen them. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy because last time we saw them, they were really good. They just sounded and played better this time than I've ever seen them play. And this is now my fifth time seeing them. Nice. Uh, they were just they were just great, even in their older age. Dude, like, they were. I mean, would we see them three or four years ago? At, I was at two, at Pine two years ago. Was it? Yeah, two Man, or three they, years ago. Not two. That would have been mid COVID almost. So was it 2019? It had must to have been 19. It was probably 2019. Had to have been yeah, they yeah. were fantastic though. Yeah. Yeah. They um they were they were definitely good uh this time. Like Corgan was like four songs in, he was screaming his head off like he used really? to. Like, he hasn't done that live in forever. Wow. Um they just they just sounded great. Um yeah, I don't know. It was just it was good. Jane's addiction was weird. Jane's addiction, Perry Farrell is in his fucking mid sixties. Yeah. I didn't know he was that old. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Billy Corgan's only in like early fifties, I think. Late forties, early fifties. Whatever. I think man. it's early fifties. But <clears throat> point is though, uh, Perry Farrell sounded good. Um fucking uh what's his name wasn't touring with him? Uh nipple ring guy. Oh <laughs> uh, d- um, Dave Navarro. Dave Navarro. Yeah, he wasn't touring with him for whatever reason. He's still in the band, but he wasn't touring with him. Their other Maybe he got a nipple ring infection. Maybe. They're something. the guy they had that filled in for him though. Should just be a part of the band because he's Is fucking he incredible. Right on. Absolutely incredible. Um, the one I only know a handful of Jane's Addiction songs and only one like really well, which is Jane Says, obviously. And that was the worst song that sounded live. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a really stripped down <laughs> Maybe song. Maybe it's because it's the only one you knew. No, you know no, no, what no. I mean? It's a really stripped down song. So it's basically just him, soft drums, a guitar, and a marimba. Mm. Like it's pretty much what it is. Mm. And he just he couldn't hit the notes. Which is ironic because he was hitting the notes in all the other songs, so I don't know what the deal was, but Weird. um, yeah, uh, they're 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 good though. I I don't know how much more they had. They had strippers on stage, oh. so that's fun. Um, uh, actually, I'm pretty sure that's been their thing for a long, long time. Uh, I know, like I know they used to have like the uh, the girls um hanging like the back piercings you know they would do the the what do they really? call that suspension the suspension yeah yeah they would have the girls doing suspension from their like their uh, i don't believe you like the tra- but i'll suspend my disbelief <laughs> <laughs> like the trapezius suspension yeah, yeah. so the girls are just like 
like like swinging out oh, over yeah. the crowd oh, yeah. is pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, but. that would have been cool to see. No, these yeah. these these chicks were just like doing their own thing in the, in the back. Like just they looked like around. gymnast bars, and they were just oh, doing right stuff on. and whatever, <laughs> whatever. Those are called stripper poles, Mike. No, no, they were horizontal. Oh, they were horizontal. <laughs> it's funny that gymnast the difference bars. between a gymnast bar and a stripper pole is just <laughs> the direction that it's pointed. I mean, they wear about the same amount of clothes, at least to begin with, right? Um, anyway, though, um, yeah, no, it was awesome. Uh, we came back. We did the Petal Pub. Cool. The yes. Pe- the Petal Pub. The Petal Pub was Which, a lot of fun. The photo that that prote- uh, professional photographer took yeah. in the streets was is awesome. Yeah, that was right. Except for the fact that I'm not in it. Yeah. You, uh, you, I'm literally behind Jay's face. <clears throat> you leaned forward <laughs> to try and get into the shot when all you had to do was just Lean stay exactly stay, where yeah. you were. Yeah. <laughs> all you had to do was turn your head to the right. <laughs> I'm literally directly behind the architect's head. Yep. Yeah. Well, he snapped like, uh, like ten more photos of us. I wish, I wish you, I, I could actually probably send him a message and see you if should. he could send, send me all of them. <clears throat> um, but there was. I, I that only... one you look fucking boss. Well, I say. realized he was taking pictures of us, so I walked to the back of the pedal pub and I did the fucking <laughs> like that thing, and and I uh, yeah, and then I yelled to him. I was glad that I turned down the Gregorian chants for a second so that I could hear what the fuck he was saying because otherwise I oh he I told, would... told me where to find it. Yeah, yeah. He was by that <laughs> point he was like chants. seventy yards away. <laughs> well, yeah, Justin, we went and we climbed. So we got off at our first stop and we went and we climbed some like. It's it's like a a rock wall on geometric. It's like a rock wall. Objects. That whole that whole area is almost it's it's almost like a playground slash art installation. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Which was pretty dope. It's modern shouldn't, art that you can climb on. Shouldn't have been climbing on it because we were already a little bit toasty. Yep. Um, but then we <laughs> then we got we got back in the pedal pub and J Raj, you guys know J Raj, uh. J-Rodge! In classic J-Rodge fashion, I ask him, <laughs> I was like, what should I, what should I roll with it? Because I was in charge of the music. He goes, I just want some like awesome chants. Like some, <laughs> I was like, you mean like some old, like some Gregorian chants? <laughs> so I looked up Gregorian chants on Spotify and of course they've got a fucking playlist that's of like course. a thousand chants long. So we just, we were just rocking to that. And, uh, um, this dude is snapping pictures and I I ended up pausing it so that I could hear what the fuck he was saying to me. And luckily I heard what he was saying. But yeah, uh Pedal Pub was fun. It was super fun. It was yep. a lot of fun. Uh we went to fucking Brian's for a Halloween party. How was that? That was a lot of fun, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh it was just it I think it's the first time we've been like with all of the friends aside from you and Kristen uh in a long time. Oh, the Pedal Pub. Oh, that was bef- that was after that. That was after. Yeah. And also, that wasn't everybody. Like John and Erica weren't there, and and uh, that's very true. You know, so uh, so so it's only it's only considered everybody when we're not there. We swap. I, I guess we kind of swapped <laughs> John and Erica out for you guys with the paddle pub. So mm-hmm. so it, it, so we got to see everybody over the past uh, week. Nice, but yeah, it was fun. We uh, just did our thing, drank some beers, dressed up in Halloween costumes, and nice and party, dude. It was nice, cool. nice. And uh, took the kids out trick-or-treating on Halloween. Nice. Halloween was in full effect in Venetian Village. Oh, yeah? Which is the name of the... I shouldn't say that on here, but uh, now Wait, you know where I live. Wait, that's this area? It's called Venetian this, Village? That's what this is called. I him. lived in it? Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I didn't know it was called that. Yeah, I lived there for two years. Isn't that classy <laughs> as fuck? Not, apparently not, because I didn't know about it. Welcome to Venetian Village. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's awesome. Well... Uh, yeah, uh, fucking... It, it was good to see that, like... 
Halloween was back in full effect. Like tons, well, tons and tons of people out. Really I'm, cool. I'm happy you got to experience that. Uh, we got back late from Cleveland because we ended up sticking around there for a bit. Yeah. Um, we got back <clears throat> probably around seven. So it was so so trick or treaters were already out by that sure. point. We raced home, put the candy out. Got you know as we were unpacking, had the light turned on. Um, my neighbors were all out having a bonfire in their front yard, and he's like, he's like, Mike, welcome back. You missed fucking nothing. <laughs> He's like, there's been no one down the street. There's really... Uh, nobody. However, though, in the time that we were home, we got exactly four kids that came to the house. So two more than last year. I don't but, understand uh, that. Yeah. Like, you have a pretty trick-or-treatable the, street. They were saying... People were saying that on the other side of Harper, there's tons of kids. Really? They just don't come down to our they side. They just don't want to come yeah. down by Jefferson. Really yeah. weird, dude. I'm not off Jefferson. I'm off Mac, but yeah. I mean, this doesn't, I, this doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. I'm going to... I'm gonna have to talk. You're gonna have to explain this to me in a little while because I could have swore. Like, oh, oh, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because right. we fuck. Okay, I know. I'm right. Uh, My old house was off of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm but, um, confusing. So we it still with had Elmira. barely. We still had um, barely anybody at the house, but uh, it was still a fun night. Though we unpacked whatever sat in the porch for a bit. It was a beautiful night. Fuck. Michigan had maybe the nicest weather for Halloween that we've had in a decade. Yeah, we're in the middle of a warm front right now, which is pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, I picked uh, the right week to take off work. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's supposed to. There's supposed to be like 50 mile an hour winds tonight, though. Sweet. So I hope you got all your your uh, hatches batten down. Yeah. Whatever that means. I don't have hatches. I have hatchets. <laughs> well, batten them down. Those are all gonna fly <laughs> off my house. <laughs> um. Cool. Well, that's uh, that's what we've been doing this week. So Aren't let's we get interesting. Into... Yes. No, we're not. Let's get into <laughs> some corrections from last week. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James. Ha <laughs> uh, You actually listened to the episode a lot more than I did, so we're going to start with yours this yeah, week. Yeah, I didn't actually end up getting all the way through it, but uh, when do I ever, right? I mean, that's fair. All that's right, fair. so uh, this is just to correct my dumbass. I, I went to say the word entrepreneur, and I said the word <laughs> entrepreneur, mostly just because I was talking fast, and I, you know. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. This is for the entrepreneurs. I you, nobody heard that. Um, these are, well, I had to say it just in case somebody did hear me and they're like, this fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm not an idiot most of the time. Uh, so I have a couple from Correction. Car- that's not true. I have, a, I have a couple corrections from Carney here. Uh, from Hell is, in fact, a graphic novel. Oh. I was I was right. There you go. It's okay. a graphic mo- n- uh, novel by Alan Moore. Like graphic models, too. A graphic model. <laughs> Uh, and another one, I actually don't even, I didn't get far enough into the episode, and I have no recollection of actually talking about okay. Twitch, Twitch streamers. Okay. Apparently, at some point, I was talking about a Twitch streamer. I feel like I remember that, yeah. I don't, I, I yeah, What's I What's the correction? Uh, so, the correction is, I couldn't remember who this particular Twitch streamer oh. is, and I was referring to the streamer known as Amaranth. Sure. And I don't even I don't even know what the context was. The only thing I can assume is that because the only thing I know about her is that she makes her living licking microphones. <laughs> At least that's what I've heard about her. Well, maybe COVID wasn't so bad. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Uh, and that's that's really all I know about her. Um, so lo- what? So what does Carney know more about her of? <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know. He just he said that her name is Amaranth, and apparently she's in an abusive relationship, which sucks. <laughs> I hope she's I hope she's doing better. I don't really know anything about her, but she's I I that 
I feel for anybody in an abusive relationship. Oh yeah, dude. Um, I, I hope I hope everything gets sorted out. I don't yeah. want anybody to be in a, in a. But I I'm I'm honestly I'm just I'm speaking. Uh, this is the only information I know about her. As a father, you're thinking to yourself, "Stop licking microphones." <laughs> <laughs> well, as a father, as a father, I'm thinking, uh, point me in the direction of the abusive husband, mm, and I will mm, murder him because. Mm. I don't, like not enough not enough fathers talk about how they'll murder abusive dudes. Yeah. Not enough fathers say that shit. Sidebar. Like I I'll come out and say that I have no qualms about it. Side- I will murder an abusive uh, husband or boyfriend. Sidebar. Uh, I'm Without watching this I'm watching the show on Netflix called The Watcher right yeah. now. It's fantastic. You need to watch it. So good. No problem. Stalker. Yeah. Oh no, wait, dude. no, 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 no. It's not about a stalker. It's it's the well, watcher. Sort of. Last time I hung out with Alex and and the uh, uh, the Search Boys, Alex was talking about yeah, the show. He so said good. it's fucking incredible. So good. You yeah. need to watch it. Uh, but the, but the dad in that one holds nothing back too. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I like that. She's only sixteen. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. What's that noise? Is that I don't a know. fan? It's if it's your. That's not mine. That's you. Oh, it's gone now. Yeah. Well, what the do, hell? Do, 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 do. <laughs> Tell you what, there's ghosts down here, man. Yeah, I'm telling there you. Is. Um, all right, what else you got? Uh, I think that's it for me. Okay. Um, the only two that I got from listening to 15 minutes of the episode, so there <laughs> should have been a lot more than this. Um, technically, uh, technically, the duplex that we stayed in was a duplex townhouse. So you were also correct. Oh. A townhouse is a house that is split into different levels with a small footprint per level, and it's very tall. Okay. So technically speaking, the two-sided big house that we were staying in was a, was a side-by-side duplex, and each side of the duplex was basically a townhouse. Wait, so the thing that we stayed in in Nashville, would that be a, a townhouse? That was... I wouldn't consider that a townhouse because it wasn't really a house. That was just like a an apartment building almost, like a town apartment. That thing was that thing was <laughs> I don't fucky. Know what you, I really liked it, though. No, it was awesome. I don't know what you would consider that. It needed yeah. a fucking elevator, though. I'll say that. Nah. Yeah. Tighten them buns up, dude. No, I going no. up and down them stairs. Nope. Yeah. Dude. All right, and then also my last correction is uh, James. You broke your main rule about pedal pubs by saying you don't go out after pedal pubs, and we definitely went out after the pedal pub. Um, so you broke your rule. No, not really, because I I specified. I you spe- said you don't go anywhere. I just I didn't you said I just listened to it. You said you don't go anywhere. I didn't specify on the show. I specified to you assholes when, because I I specifically told you no, I don't go out after the. And you guys said, well, what if we just go to dinner? And I said, all right, I'll go to dinner. You got more drinks though, huh? You got more drinks. I got one PBR. You got fucky. No, I didn't. Oh, by the way, I meant to text you yesterday. Next time you go there, because Union Assembly is awesome, and yeah. and you guys, I think you go there. Mm, I've been there. Not, not that, that often, was my second but like. Time being there. Huh? That was only my second time there. Well, I'm assuming you're going to go there some other time. Sure. Get the uh, the three pepper wings. Yeah. It's it's in the starters menu. Fucking delish, dude. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I just like... And their ranch there is... I'm into it. Uh, fuck, like, spot on. I'm yeah. into it. I'm I was just it. like pouring that shit out anyway, of the wings. Delicious. Said, I, fu- I dreamt about it, dude. You said not, you, not to go anywhere. You went somewhere. Just saying technically, it's a technicality. But you broke your promise. Rules are meant to be broken, you <laughs> fucking dick. All right, James. Uh, what are we doing this week? Oh boy. So this week, we're hell bent on a hangover. We are. Uh, this week, we're talking about some haunted attractions because we didn't get to go to any haunts this yeah. year. We didn't get to do any like cool, fun things or anything like that. So 
I guess the that I, I mentioned I was talking about that restaurant I went to in Cleveland. I guess that was kind of a haunted attraction. Oh yeah, you didn't really uh, ish. You didn't really uh, elaborate on that at all. We went to this place called the Haunted House Restaurant. It's a it's open year round. It's always like this, and the entire place is just horror themed, horror movie themed. Uh, there's just like it's twenty four seven. What was weird about it was that they. While we were eating dinner, they were playing uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, ironically enough, on the main screen in front of Weird. us, right? I bet somebody there listens to our show. Yep. Right. Shout out to the people at Haunted Haunted <laughs> the, the Haunted Bar, House Restaurant. The Haunted House Restaurant. Um, but on side screens, they play other movies. And like they were playing horror movies with straight up full frontal nudity and stuff. Hell like yeah. in this restaurant that's like a family restaurant. I was like, we were looking up and there's just fucking titties on screen. We're like, what the fuck? Hey, Amen. I don't think you can do that in public. Kids got to learn about titties sometime. That's, that's totally fair. <laughs> I don't think that you can do that, though. Yes, you can. It wasn't that they were checking IDs or anything. There's kids in there. You can't show that to minors. I don't know. If you're a parent, <laughs> like, uh, you know, don't take your don't kids know. there. I don't you know. don't want it them to see weird. titties. We were both kind of taken aback by it. Right on. But, um, but it was cool, though. They had people dressed up in, like, as Freddie and Michael and Chucky and all that, like, literally walking around the restaurant as you're eating, like, touching you and fucking with you. And, like, it was it was really cool, actually. No, uh, that, now that to me seems more inappropriate than, <laughs> well, not, than showing. Not touching you like that. But. Right on, right on, right um, on. Yeah, um, it was fun though. It was a good. It was a good time. Yeah, it sounds cool. Um, so what the hell was I talking about? Not oh, so this week we talked. Where we watched the houses October built part two. two yep. Because we already covered the other one. We did. Uh, sometime, you know, go back find out. And Hellfest. Yes. I've which, been looking forward to Hellfest for a while. Yeah, Hellfest. I've always heard really good things Hellfest about it. Hellfest came out not too long ago. Yep. Uh, 2018, and, uh, I think. Was it 2018 already? I think so. My goodness. I thought it was... Or, yeah. I don't know. Wow. 2018. Yeah. I remember watching the trailer for Hellfest. As and do like, I. As did do we I. do it for Trailer Trashed? Nope. No? No, no, no. no. Oh. It came out way before we ever did that. Weird. Um. <clears throat> so, anyway... Those are the two movies that we're talking about, and to go along with those, we got another. Uh, we got one more. We got one more week to drink pumpkin beer. Even though I don't like pumpkin beer, this one looks very promising. Yeah, so, it does. So I'm into it. We uh, last year we did O'Fallon's vanilla pumpkin beer. We did what? O'Fallon's O'Fallon's <laughs> uh, vanilla pumpkin beer. We like did vanilla o- cream or vanilla o- something. We did O'Fallon's 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 salted. Okay, so this is. Oh, Fallon's salted caramel. Maybe it was two years beer. ago. Either or. Uh, yeah. I do remember doing. Uh, and is. And it was delicious. Oh yeah, it was, it was absolutely delicious. So this year we're doing, like you just said, O'Fallon's Hof Holland's salted caramel pumpkin beer. Salted. Hold on, I'm trying to look. Fucking up. hell. Uh yeah, fucking hell indeed. Um, I'm excited that you're kind of like uh, into this. You oh, you're leaning into the to the. Oh, it the, smells like melted caramel. Oh. You're leaning into the pumpkin beer this year, which I appreciate because you're not a pumpkin beer guy. I'm not a pumpkin beer guy. All right, I, so, I have I have good feelings about this though. All right, should I do this in an O'Fallon accent? Absolutely. I think I did the last one in it. It's <clears throat> got to be a spooky O'Fallon accent. So hold on, let me get my <laughs> mon- monster. <laughs> O'Fallon's monster. Oh shit! Where'd my stuff just go? Oh, oh. All right. So you this got, is you got that removed a couple. Wait, weeks do ago. I? So do I have to do? <laughs> I'm almost cleared for takeoff, by the way. <laughs> oh, um, it's taken you this long? Well, I do a six. I had to do a six-week follow-up. <laughs> Jesus. And then I and then you wait two weeks and then do one more follow-up. I appreciate the I I because there's other doctors who just do like a one-month follow-up. Sure. And then they're like, "You're good to go." But my doctor does two 
and I appreciate that. Maybe it's because your because doctor's if not there confident was, in his work. Because if there was one, <laughs> if there was one swimmer who happened to squeeze through somehow, and then I ended up having another kid, I'd be full of joy. You have to name him Michael Phelps, though. I'd be. Hundred like, that, percent. That's one. That's one name, though. <laughs> Michael Phelps. It's his first name. Michael. Ma- Michael Phelps. Michael James Phelps. Baird. Michael Baird. <laughs> Michael Phelps. Michael Baird. <laughs> Michael Phelps. Michael Baird. If I have a third kid, I'm definitely naming him. His middle name's gonna be uh, named after you for sure. Um, just because. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> just because I will resent him. <laughs> um, all right. All right. So do I do? So do I have to do this in? Um, O'Fallon, so that's uh, Irish. Irish. And spooky. 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 A Transylvania and Irishman. What the fuck? All that's, right. what I, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, where do I? Okay. I, uh, I, was, I was working in the lab, so that mixed with O'Fallon. Uh, pumpkin beer. Salted caramel pump. No, I can't do it. I can't fucking. <laughs> you sound like a, like a drunk Ed, uh, a po, uh Just pick one. Do you want, you want spooky or you want Irish? Irish. All Go right. for it. Uh, no, it's, it's Halloween. Irish. Salt. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Halloween Irish. You just said no, it's Halloween Irish. <laughs> well, go for it. Your Halloween costume this year is Irish. All right, uh, salted salted caramel pumpkin lives up to its name, and a and is a that's Scottish though. I'm 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 fucking I'm leaking into Scott here to Scott Scottish here. Don't leak into a Scotsman, please. Salt salt top top of the morning to you. Salted caramel pumpkin lives up to its name as a malt forward caramel flavored ale with the perfect blend of sweet and salt. To achieve this balance, we are using a blend of caramel malts and lactose for a creamy sweetness and add just the right amount of pink Himalayan salt as a contrast. Of course, we're using pumpkin puree and our proprietary spice blend for that... Oh, I can do that word. And our proprietary spice (laughs) blend (laughs) for that... For that soft pumpkin pie character, enjoy this medium-bodied, sweet, salty treat. <laughs> That's what I said to my wife last night. <laughs> oh, enjoy this medium, medium body. Enjoy oh. this medium-bodied, sweet, salty treat. <laughs> oh, it's your medium body. Yeah, it's my oh, medium-bodied, yeah, sweet, salty treat. Oh, fucking hell. 5.4 well, 5. ABVs, 8 IBUs. Availability <laughs> and draft and bottled uh, seasonal uh, from August to November. We have fun. All right. Yeah, we do. We have a good time. James, cheers, cheers brother. I'm going out of the can because I, uh, I got a full Got-ing. glass. Ooh, a lot of sucking sounds there. Wow, dude. That's good. That tastes like straight up uh, like you popped a, car- a caramel into it your does. mouth. It does. And there's very little pumpkin taste to it. It's There's a little on the back end. Like the pumpkin sticks around a little bit more than the caramel does, but it's okay. Whoa, and it just it's keeps really going. Good. That's really good. It just keeps going. Yeah. I'm still like, there's new flavors. Blooming. It's like the Energizer Bunny or your mother. <laughs> Jude. <laughs> she keeps going and going <laughs> and going. Um, this is delicious, though. It's, um, oh. damn, if you can get off Holland's salt and. Uh, salted caramel pumpkin beer by you before it's gone for the season. Fucking do it. Okay. Because this shit is delicious. Let me toss something at you. You know how avocado, no matter, like, you know how avocado always tastes cool? Yeah. No matter what? Yeah. No matter even if it's at room temperature, it always has a cool taste to it. This is a cold beer, but it tastes warm, right? It tastes warm. 
Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's that creaminess from the caramel. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's a weird dichotomy. Dude. That's delicious. This is is delicious. This is two weeks in a row where the beers have been just dynamite. Got it. Mm. I'm, I'm fucking on all charges here. That is... I'm charged up on all charges. I'm, I'm something. I don't know what I'm trying to say. That is an experience in a can. It's it's delicious. Speaking of experiences in a in my can. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, that's what we're drinking, and that's what we're talking about for this week. So now we're going to drink a bit, uh, a bit more of this pumpkin caramel salted O'Fallon's beer, and we're going to get into trailer trashed. Oh, I totally thought you were going to get in the bleed feed, and I was nah, just dude. like, yeah, experiences nah. in your can probably do lead to nah, a bleed nah. feed. <laughs> All right, James, uh, this week we have a movie trailer for you. Well, I hope so. Uh, this one the is whole point of the... starring some of the greats, some of the cinematic greats. Chris Kattan? D. Wallace. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Not Chris Kattan. <laughs> uh, Shelley Duvall, oh. in her first... Uh, in her first role in like 20 or 30 years, something like that. So this is the movie you were literally talking about last week. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. And fucking Edward Furlong. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure you referred to him last week as our Lord and Savior. Our Lord and Savior, Edward, Ed, Edward, Edward Furlong. Furlong. Uh, this is the trailer for The Forest Hills, which comes out next year. Uh, I've actually not watched this yet either, so this will be new for the two of us. Right on. Uh, but this is Forest Hills. So pause this, go look it up, watch it, maybe go take a shit, and then come back and join us. Go take a quick furlong. Ah! He'll last for longer than you. <laughs> okay, this is the, <laughs> this is the Forest Hills. Hey, how you doing? This is Rico again. I'm up in the beautiful mountains of the Catskills in upstate New York. I'm on a two-mile hike trying to get away from that ripped flesh, shed human skin. The inner wolf is ready to be released. For the one who wishes to be covered in fur, rip, flesh, shed human skin. Oh boy. So, um. <laughs> so I'm going to be honest here. <coughs> Please, James. I can't speak. I'm going to be honest about the Forest Hills. Uh, yes, please. That movie looks like wolf shit. It really does. <laughs> In fairness, we saw Shelley Duvall for like one scene in it. She looked perfectly creepy and 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 awesome. Like I mean, she looks I, like her I, character might be good. Everything else about that though looked fucking. Terrible. I'm not even gonna go that far. Like I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna listen. It's great to see that Shelley Shelley Duvall is back. I'm not gonna blow smoke up her ass telling her that she's in a fucking masterpiece. Oh here. God, not at all. Um, not at all. That movie looks awful. It does. Edward Furlong, Eddie Furlong looks, looks, looks fucking terrible. Terrible. Jesus. Chico Mendez. Uh, and like, not I, sure I've ever. I don't know if I, I have you ever heard days. of him before. No. I, he he looks fucking awful. I miss the <laughs> days looks... where where what was considered low budget still looked good. Yeah. Because honestly, the look of these movies is means a lot like like yeah if this was low budget but it still looked good it'd be a complete even with the same performances it would have a different aura to it you know what i'm saying 
these like low budget films made nowadays just don't have that same feeling that low budget films back in the day had. They just well, don't. Well, hold on. So I, I guess it depends on what you mean by low budget. Like, <clears throat> look at uh, look at Terrifier two. Sure. I haven't seen it yet. Neither have I. But it's a low budget movie that is absolutely slaying in the box office right sure. now. Like it's it's <laughs> they actually they actually submitted it for an Oscar. I, I read that. It's <laughs> which amazing. is pretty funny. But like. I think it. I think it depends on what you do with that budget. You know what I mean? And yeah, I don't know what they did with the, the I, budget in this movie. Yeah, I, don't I don't even know, know what the budget it's... was for this movie, but it doesn't look good. It really doesn't. It's um, it just looks at, like the writing. Like just from what you see in the in the trailer, the writing seems horrible. It looks like, like it's about. It really... looks like it's about a guy getting like a self help group or like a rehab kind of thing. But he's a werewolf, and but it just. Edward, like... I, and I don't want to say that the actors were necessarily shitty. It just to me that looks more like the like they they weren't given good material to work with. You know what I mean? And the acting looks shitty. And the, <laughs> the acting looks Listen, shitty. even bad dialogue can be acted well. This was neither. Like um, Eddie Furlong using a stick with a marshmallow on it as a as a as a rocket launcher. Yeah. <laughs> like that's... He sounds too like he's just reciting lines. Yeah. He doesn't sound like a character. He sounds like he's <clears throat> just getting paid to recite lines. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. Look great. what a what a movie for Shelley Duvall to come back to though, too. Like like that should like someone of her stature being one of the like the single greatest horror movies ever made. She should have been done better. Like, yeah, I feel but, like she was a little bit done dirty for her. her but that her doesn't. I, that doesn't matter though. Like you know, someone like someone of her stature. You say just because you're in a movie like a really great movie forty years ago doesn't mean that yeah, you're. I feel like there's like a respect level there. I I mean, well, yeah, for us, but like I don't know. On the bright side, no one's ever going to remember this movie, so I guess she's still going to be remembered for <laughs> The Shining, and that's it. Oh boy. Anyway, though, that was trailer trashed. Uh, we are not looking forward to that one. <laughs> that's, that's the moral of that story. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, All right. So anyway, that's trailer trashed. We watched the trailer. We're both trashed. And now we're going to get into the Bleed Feed. The Bleed Feed. James, hi. Guess what? What's up, dog? Uh, it's the week of uh, Halloween, and all things death, and no one died this week. That's true. That's pretty awesome. Did we mention Robbie Coltrane? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Hagrid. Oh yeah. And, and, we, and then we and we got Lizzie Jordan. Oh, we never. Yep. I mean, we never mentioned Jerry Lee Lewis, but he doesn't. He doesn't have anything to do. With, I mean, but he doesn't in, matter. He's important. Nah, he made some rock songs. Made some rock songs, married his cousin, no big deal. Did he really? Jerry Lee Lewis? Legend. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, like not 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 like third cousins either. Oh, like first cousin. I'm pretty sure she was his first cousin and I'm pretty sure she was like fifteen. Dude. Yeah. Fucking bad. Yeah, he just yeah, he just fucking <laughs> went for it, dude. <laughs> Gross. Jerry Lee. This is what we're not talking about. Gross. <laughs> Um, anyway, though, nobody in the horror realm has died the past week, and that's all good things. All good things. So, jumping into some headlines for this week here, uh, Danny Boyle. Oh, hold on. What? I just typed it in real quick. Oh, who died? 13-year-old cousin. Oh! <laughs> my my sanity just died. Gross. You should watch the, uh, they did one of the, the, the VH1 original movies about him, yeah. and it was, um, 
fuck, what's his name? Ah, uh, what's his name? From Fallen. Uh, Denzel? Uh, no, from Fallen. Uh, not Fallen, from uh, Frailty. Oh, um, um, uh, Paxton? What? Yeah. Bill Paxton. Not, uh, yeah, Paxton. Yeah. Bill Paxton? Or Bill Pullman, one of the two. Bill Paxton. Yeah. Played Jerry Lee Lewis. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Den- Quaid. <laughs> Sorry, getting my shit mixed okay, up. It was Dennis, Den- Quaid. Dennis Quaid played Jerry Lee Lewis in the, uh, it, the he, J- in in the VH1 movie. It's he, actually pretty damn good. Did he method act and then get with his thirteen year old cousin? Yeah, totally. Oh, <laughs> fucking legend. All right, um, Danny Boyle thinks that now is the perfect time for him to finally start putting twenty eight months later together. That's Dude. fucking cool. And keep going. Uh, don't take this as uh, as as saying that it's going to happen, but he's been talking about it. Uh, He said in an interview with uh, NME uh, for the 20th anniversary of the first film, he says, I'd be very tempted to direct it. Uh, He did did an interview with his enemy? He did. (laughs) He did. Um, Referring to a script that Alex Garland wrote, uh, he goes, it feels uh, feels like a very good time, actually. It's funny. I hadn't thought about it until you just said it, but I remember, bang, the script, which, uh, which is, again, set in England, very much about England. Anyway, we'll see. Who knows? Uh, it might come back into focus because one of the things that's happening in the business at the moment is that it has to be a big reason for you to go to the cinema because there are less and less reasons. It's yeah. hard for companies distributing films for cinema chains uh, to show films. They're struggling to get people into the cinema unless it's something like Top Gun Maverick or Marvel. But a third part would definitely get people in if it was half decent. And so he didn't, sounds. Didn't he mention? I thought that he mentioned that Killian Murphy actually. Yeah, Killian, showing some interest. Killian in Murphy coming back. says that he mentions it to him every single time he sees him. Bro. So, so Murphy's definitely into it. It sounds like it sounds like Danny Boyle is at least open to the idea, and I like the idea. Well, I like and also dislike the idea that he's referencing the fact that you have to make big tentpole sequels to get people in cinema. Yeah, but if you know, I guess if you know going into it though, you're not disappointed. I guess maybe by that process. Because it can be kind of, I feel like it can be kind of frustrating making a movie just for money. But if you kind of know what you're doing, it's different, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that's maybe that doesn't uh, make like, any sense. I but. hate to, I hate to sound cynical about it, but that's the point of making movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like, yeah, yes, the art and all of that, but sure. like the people who are making making movies for the art of it are not the people who are taking their movies to the theaters. Yeah. Um. Like. Look at like. Spectrovision, you sure. know, fucking sure. uh, Elijah Wood I mean, loves those movies. Do go in the theaters? Uh, sure, they it. do. But Elijah Wood loves just he loves making movies, offbeat movies. Yeah, and uh, and he doesn't. I it seems to me like he doesn't really give a shit too much about how much money how much money they make. It's yeah. like it's just like, no. let's make some crazy movies. Yeah, That's um, why he's the good son. But when you're talking about Danny Boyle and and you know Alex Garland, who he wrote the original, right? Twenty eight days later. I believe so. Pretty yes. sure. And bringing Killian Murphy back in, who's a huge star, like yeah. that's your that's you're gonna make going money. in to make money. Like that's, that's going the to whole make point. Money. Yeah, you know. I, I just like the idea that he's at least cognizant of it. He goes, I sure. understand that these are things that sell, and that's fine. Like I, I like the idea that he's okay with. I that. think when you, as the filmmaker, are aware of the fact that what you're doing is you're you're you know you're trying to make a movie that's going to make money. Like sure. When you're being honest about it. Yeah, you're going to. Uh, how do I want to articulate this? It's kind of like you're. You're not you're, trying to pull the wool over anybody, right? Yeah, right. I get it. Right. 
Um, okay, moving on here. November 2nd was Godzilla Day, and uh, with it came a huge announcement from Toho. Coming on November 3rd, 2023, we will be getting a brand new original series entry, entry Godzilla movie. Yeah. Fucking A. Nice. Uh, no name or synopsis uh, about it has been released. There is a director attached. Um, but more importantly, this will be the 30th official Toho Godzilla movie following uh, Shin Godzilla in 2016, which was the last one, which Shin Godzilla was fucking amazing. Um, a lot of the new, like, like year 2000 plus Godzilla movies mm-hmm. have all been fucking awesome. I never che- saw it. Some of them are cheesy, but they're great. I never saw Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla is awesome. Uh, Shin Godzilla was made after a long absence from Godzilla after um, the American Godzilla was made. Uh, I wonder why they took a break. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, fuck. They just ruined Godzilla for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, so anyway. Excuse me. Um, Yeah, Yeah, that's exciting. I'm I'm all about Godzilla, so that's awesome. Let's see here. Uh, The next chapter in in, in the A Quiet Place franchise is set for... March 8th, 2024, and I just got a huge star attached to the project in one, Lupita Nyong'o. She will be starring in the newest one. Uh, It's going to be directed by Michael Sarnoski, who did... uh, um, Fuck, what did he do? Um, Look it up. Michael Sarnoski, while I'm doing this. Um, But he did some stuff. Um, A Quiet Place Day One is, according to Deadline, uh, a film that would help set up potential Quiet Place universe that the studio can then build on for years to come. Sarnoski? Sarnoski, yeah. Uh, Pig, That's recently, Pig, with... Pig. Uh, what's his face? Um, yeah. The, the Cage. The fucking... Yeah. Yep. The, the Cage. Nix- the Nixter. Um, uh, yeah, it's also known that while not out of the question, Emily Blunt and uh, Krakowski, uh, or Krasinski, rather, uh, likely would not reprise their roles in this installment. But are they going to reprise the roles? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure no. you said reprise. I was going to say, yeah, I just fucking <laughs> butchered that. But um, yeah, no, they're not going to be in this one, even though it's not completely out of the question. Thus far, they are not attached to it or right involved. On. I'm sure they're producing. Right At on. least Krasinski's producing, I'm imagining. Yeah, oh yeah. But, um, but yeah, apply it, uh, a quiet place day one. Apply it place is what I keep wanting to say. <laughs> apply it place. She's going to reprise her role in apply it place. <laughs> apply it place day one. <laughs> Salted caramel. Uh, but um, Lupita Nyong'o, yeah. you said? Yeah, yeah, I she's like great. her. Great, she's she's fantastic. Great ass, beautiful. Yep. Um, yeah. She's also cool. a good actress, James. You I, fucking pig. Are you not listening to me? I said great actress. She's beautiful. Yeah, okay. I said um, great actress first, you piece of shit. Biggest news of the week, uh, which I have italicized as huge news. Um, it was announced earlier this week that Peacock, along with A24 and Brian Fuller, who was behind the Hannibal series has ordered two series, Crystal Lake, a prequel Friday the 13th series for Peacock. It's happening. <clears throat> yeah. We're getting new fucking Jason Voorhees. I could not be more excited about this. Originally, when the news broke, it was unsure of what this meant, being that uh, only Victor Miller was named as being attached to it, mm-hmm. which, as we know, after the lawsuit, <clears throat> Victor Miller has all the rights to the original Friday the 13th movie. Right. But everybody, but uh, uh, Sean, Cunningham Sean Cunningham owned everything else, basically, all yeah. the rights to all the other stuff. Yeah. There's a follow-up that also said that it's not just Victor Miller. It's Victor Miller and a guy named Rob Barzmian. Rob Barzmian, uh, or Barzamian, rather, uh, is the head of Horror, Inc., 
what's kind of confusing about this is that Horror Inc. was the company that was in the lawsuit against Frank uh, Victor Miller, not Frank Miller, Victor Miller. Okay. Sean Cunningham was the person that was always basically associated with Horror Inc. I, along with a lot of other people, were always under the impression that Sean Cunningham and Horror Inc. were kind of the same entity. Turns out that Rob uh, Bars... bars how, do you, how do you spell this? Uh, it's B-A-R-S-A-M-I-A-N. Barsamian. Barsamian. That's the one. Why do you suck at I just names do. So I just do. I suck at a lot of things. Names <laughs> one of them. Um, Rob Barsamian, though, uh, turns out he's actually the one that owns Horror Inc. Like, he's the one that actually oh. is higher up than Sean Cunningham. Really? And this is the first time I've ever heard his name. Um, yeah, I've never and, heard him. What's interesting, so so what this means, though, is that they have access now to not only the first Friday the, thir- Friday the 13th movie, but all of the assets from every Friday movie ever made. So they can do anything with this series. And because it's a TV deal, Brian Fuller was saying the movie rights are all tied up in a whole bunch of shit that isn't going to get sorted out anytime soon. That's a loud car. Yeah. But, the t- but the TV deals are different. They're not as convoluted. So they can do a TV deal way easier than they can do a movie deal. Oh, yeah, interesting. So, so that's that is interesting. What's also interesting? I got I've, I got distracted because this guy's scraping, I think, cocaine off of this girl's nipple with a razor blade, and then he yeah. just slashed her titty with a with yeah. a razor blade. Yeah, Chance, we're watching this, we're watching demons. This is called sexual tension. Have you never heard of this? Oh well, yeah. I mean. I I invented that movie. <laughs> oh, did so, you? Oh, did you? Yeah, I was just wondering how the how the writers of this movie knew my moves. Oh well, they you know? they obviously spy on you from the eighties <laughs> in uh, in the bedroom. Can I get back to my news? Here? Yeah, please. <laughs> what I find more interesting about this is that Sean Cunningham is not mentioned anywhere in these releases. Yeah, that's weird. I wonder, <clears throat> and this is all pure speculation. I know nothing about the situation. This is just based on me reading. I wonder if. It being produced by Victor Miller and Rob Barsamian, I wonder if Barsamian isn't happy with how Sean Cunningham wanted to continue fighting this, maybe. And so he sidestepped him and said, rather than you being a producer on this, I'm going to do it. Hmm. That's pure speculation, but why would Cunningham's name not be on it if he's that affiliated with Horror Inc.? I gotta look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's interesting to me. I gotta look more into this Rob Barsamian guy because it's weird that we've never heard his name before. Uh-huh. Um, and and even as even in the lawsuit, it was Horror Inc. represented by Sean Cunningham. Right. So, yeah, this is the first time that we've ever heard his name, and even a lot of the write ups that I've read from different outlets, they're saying the same thing. So. It's, that it, they it, don't it, even know who he is. That they, they everybody was under the impression that Sean Cunningham had those those rights, not anybody else. Right. So this other guy, who apparently is higher up than him, is yeah, hmm. weird. Or he's like a silent partner, maybe that yeah. was staying quiet through the rest of it, but he now wants to move forward. He's no longer a silent partner. Who knows? I don't know how this stuff works, but we're getting new Friday the Thirteenth, and that's very exciting. That's, yeah, that's the moral of the story. Um. As a as a TV and with Brian Fuller too, Brian yeah. Fuller fucking knows his way around. Yeah, good horror franchises. As a TV so. show, I like I'm I don't know I'm sort of <laughs> up in the air about it. Like uh, Chucky, Chucky makes a great it's great TV series. Um, I just don't like 
but Chucky as a character a series, keep but, that in mind. But Chucky as a character is just like so full, like so much personality. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like Jason is not. <laughs> you know, I, like, I I wonder if he's he's more of he's more of like a machine, like just a, a like this giant. I don't think this is going to be about Jason, though. Not Jason as we know him, at least. I feel like this is going to be about child Jason at camp. And then at the end of it or the end of the series or whatever it is, it's going to be. Is that something that is that something to you that sounds really appealing? I I trust Brian Fuller. To you though, is that like I I don't like, I don't know I want to know if that it. sounds appealing to you. I don't know. Are they going to make Child Jason troubled? Like he's already into this kind of stuff, so that when he dies, it makes sense that he'd become Jason. Like I hope I almost hope they don't do that. To be honest, yeah, I don't I don't want them to do that either because the the whole idea, no idea. of the whole idea of Jason being this tragic sympathetic character uh, is is to me always what made it made him who he is. You know. This just popped into my head. How would you feel about this? What if this prequel series ran, say it runs three or four seasons, right? The end game is always Jason dying in, in the lake. Right. 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 What if they tried to set it up to where they put a backstory not to the character of Jason, but to the lake itself? As to like the lake itself has been involved with some tons sort of, of some occult sort of curse or something. Curses or occult kind of stuff, right? So the, so it's the backstory of Crystal Lake, <clears throat> which is called it's called Crystal Lake it's in called fairness. Crystal Lake, yeah. So what if this backstory was about the location and things that happened there as opposed to just being about Jason? Um I that feel, could be interesting at least. I feel like that could get pretty convoluted convoluted pretty quickly. Good. <laughs> but that's, I don't know. That's I mean, better be than a summer. I suppose, that's that. better than a three or four season summer camp show about young Jason. Is it? I well, a three or four, a three or four season. Like I don't know. Like with Jason, you want Jason. Like maybe do like maybe do a couple episodes that that jump back in time to show you why Jason became Jason. But then, if you want to do that, just fucking go back and watch the original movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I just don't. I'm like not this. gonna pass judgment on it. Like I said, no, I believe... I'm, no. Obviously, I'll 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 wait and I'll watch it. Uh, I believe in Brian Fuller. Just... That guy knows what he's doing. I feel like he wouldn't sign on to this if there wasn't a good idea. So yeah, and this is just like this is just me as a this is just me as a person who's I'm not. Oh shit, I'm not a writer. I'm not a filmmaker. So I don't know what I'm talking about. So sure, uh, you know, I you know they sure. could. There could be some genius idea that that doesn't even occur to me. I'll wait and see what it is. Sure. But it it as a TV show, I just I wonder how they're gonna make it work. But I'm willing to find out. What if they take him to space as a kid? Fuck. In. That sounds awesome. <laughs> in. All right. Anyway, though, uh, that's right. your news. Cool. All right. We're gonna take a little bit of a break. I'm gonna go turn my dryer off because I keep hearing it cycle and then playing its little tune at the end, and I hope that that's not coming through. Because fucking, you know, Samsung can't make a washer and dryer that doesn't play a tune at the end. Oh, you should have gotten a wetter. <laughs> That's what I call your mom. Um, So we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to go to some haunted attractions. Yeah. We're going to be hellbent for a hangover. And all the other things that we say on this show. Yeah. And we'll be back. Yeah. Y'all. Yeah. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. 
All right, James. Like... What do you uh, What are your favorite things about haunted houses? Fucking uh, like <laughs> <laughs> the fucking. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, no, about haunted houses. Yeah. I just like honestly the feeling of being scared, but but sort of knowing that uh, knowing that there's no real danger. Okay. Because. So the polar opposite of the movies we watched this week. <laughs> well, sort of. I I like being I love I I like being scared. I love being do. scared. Obviously, that's why we do a fucking horror podcast. I do really like um, haunted houses, mm-hmm. haunts. Mm-hmm. If you're cool, if you're a cool guy in the in the in the uh, you know in the in the fan fan faniverse. What are you trying to say? I like haunts, dog. I get it. I um, get it. Do you have a favorite haunted house memory? Oh boy! Uh, honestly, my favorite haunted house memory is when we were younger. There was uh, there was a family in town in Bad Axe who was well known for turning their house into a full on haunted house. Okay. Every year, and they didn't. I mean, like it wasn't. They they would they would bring in plywood and line the like line the hallways of the house. So it was like a it was a you were pointed in a certain direction. Sure. You couldn't like wander off into the house. But they would actually turn their entire like bottom layer bottom level of their house and into a legitimate live and live in a haunted house. That'd be so fucking awesome. I mean, they were <laughs> yeah, I I don't know like how how soon they they put it up before Halloween. But it was like once you were once it was up, there was not a lot of moving around in the house. It was like a commitment. You could, you could only move in one path through the house. I'm so it was, it. it was pretty fucking cool. Can you imagine like going downstairs and eating breakfast in the mad <laughs> scientist lab? Like that'd be amazing. And there, especially and, as a kid. And I remember going through there with my, uh, with a group of my cousins and just like, I was at this weird, awkward point in my life where I didn't know how to scream properly. Cause I was I was young enough to where if I really let out a good scream I would scream like a little girl. <laughs> I would like I would do a high pitched scream, but I was I was like close enough to puberty to where if like uh, like I would I wouldn't want to scream like a girl. Sure. <laughs> so I just remember walking through this haunted house and every time something popped out I would go. Bah! <laughs> bah! <laughs> It was like I was purposely forcing like a more manly scream, but it was coming out as a kind of what you guys do with the Babcock voice. Oh my ah! god! Haven't <laughs> <laughs> thought about that in a long time. Um, oh my god! That's one of my that's one of my best memories of of a haunted house, honestly. Okay. Okay. Um, other than that, in terms I, of being scared, though, like uh, my the scariest haunted house I've ever been through was also up in the Thumb. And uh, it's an oxymoron. <laughs> uh, it was a it was a farmhouse, and you had to go through all three. I don't even I couldn't tell you where it was at all. Okay, but you had to go through. You you went up the stairs, and then you made your way down like from the top level. It was a three story house. You made your way down from the third level down to the first level. Okay, and I remember <laughs> when you get down to the first level, there was a big, uh, what would have been a big like open floor floor plan, but they had. They had uh, like sectioned it off into into a maze, sort okay. of, with like lattice work and like vines and shit like that. And okay. there was a lot of fog. 
And that was my first experience with somebody popping out with a chainsaw. Oh. And it scared the absolute shit out of me. Okay. Like, okay. I legitimately thought I was going to die. Sure. And I uh, that was... It, it, it affected me for years. It <laughs> okay. affected me for years. Like, every time I would go to a haunted house after that, I was absolutely deathly afraid of the guy who would pop out with a chainsaw. Okay. Because I was like, how could... The, like... There was not only just the the sound of a chainsaw is very frightening, very jarring, but then in my small brain, there was this very, very small. There was this like, how can you do that and be safe about it? Like, how can you? How re- can yeah? Because I didn't realize you could take the chain off of a yeah. chainsaw and yeah. make it safe. Like I like in my brain was it was the realism that came into it, which was. How can you guarantee that you're not going to cut me in half as you're chasing me through this thing? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I so, get that. Yep. That scared the shit out of me. He was wearing a he was wearing a Jason mask and overalls and uh had a chainsaw, so there was, you know, like just an absolute sort of a sort of a an explosion of fuckery when it comes to which direction you're going with this, but like I remember it very vividly. Sure. And it was uh that was one of the Probably the funnest and scariest moments of my life, of my young life, anyway. Of your youth. Yeah. What about you? Do you have a good memory from? I have. A I have two house? memories that, that jump out at me. One was a smaller haunted house that I went to. I think it was at a campground actually when I was younger, and it was the very classic. Uh, the walls have holes in them, and everyone and people behind the walls would put their hands through, you know, oh, their yeah. arms, and it'd be like it kind of like the uh, the Day of the Dead scene, you know, where uh, all those arms come out of the wall at you, and it's from yeah. both sides. And I remember walking through and all these hands touching me and my only reaction to an arm touching me because I was so like on guard is I turn around and I just threw my fist. I punched somebody in the face through the wall because <laughs> like, it was just like, a, it was just like a, a sheet basically where their arms were coming through. Yeah. And I remember I clocked somebody, what felt like in the face at least. <laughs> Um, you know, don't fucking, don't fucking scare a a 13 year old. Uh, but the other one that sticks out to me is at Erebus, which is the nation's number one haunted house. Cause we got that in super scary Pontiac. Yeah. And sometimes you get shot while you're there. That's that's what I'm saying. It's super scary Pontiac. Um, it just had a shooting this year, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said that. (laughs) Anyway, though, they had a part in there that was fucking freaky because it was not only, not only was it like an illusion, but it was also um, uh, an optical illusion. So it was like physical illusion plus optical illusion. Mm-hmm. And you walk into this room and you're walking along what looks to be like a sidewalk sized path. And you're walking down this hall and that path is getting smaller and smaller. And everything to the left of you, you're walking straight ahead, everything to the left of you is pitch black and it looks like there's a straight drop off Mm. if you were to step off this like sidewalk sized area Mm -hmm. and so you're walking and as you're walking the sidewalk area is getting smaller and smaller and smaller Mm. to where you're eventually like pushed up against the back of the wall walking with your feet like like sideways and then all of a sudden out of the fucking black abyss comes a semi truck barreling barreling at you really like out of the fucking void bright lights and everything and it fucking hits you like it actually makes contact and it hits you and it throws you back against the wall behind you like it's it's crazy yeah 
it was one of the craziest things because you just didn't know what to expect because you're so mind fucked by both the physical and mental illusion of the room. It was completely fucked. So is there? I mean, there like is the walkway actually getting smaller or it just looks? I don't that know way? because you never walked that close <laughs> to the edge because you were afraid you'd fall down a fucking ravine because it looked like it. Oh, uh, that's funny. Like I said, it was a complete mental fuck. It's like, funny it what your crazy. brain will force you into doing because chances are. The walkway is still just as wide as it was, and you could just walk. You it's know, possible, right? Yeah, I, it's possible. Uh, it's but like the room it's is like, so pitch black that they only let you see what they want you to see. It's like you know? when we went to Blake's to do the the zombie paintball yeah. a few years ago, and we went into the that one barn where the first room is uh, like a suspension bridge almost. Okay. And when you get in there, oh yes, 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 it's it's like around it. It's like a tunnel that you're mm-hmm. walking through. And they're projecting lights in the tunnel, and the lights are going in a circular fashion, so it looks like the whole bridge is spinning into the abyss. I went like that. I have a video. I'll 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 post it. Maybe I have a video of me and uh, who the hell was it? Maybe PJ. I don't know. We were in there and like just screaming our heads off because it felt like we were spinning into the abyss into nothingness <laughs> it's just like you're walking straight forward and all it is is spinning lights but it's it's funny how your brain can be tricked into thinking that you're dying yeah you know all right well so anyway those are our experiences yeah, yeah, yeah let's yeah, talk yeah. about a couple of movies uh based on other people's experiences the first one we're talking about is the house's october built two uh, from 2017 this is the follow-up to the uh house's october built um before Excuse me, we get into the sequel. What are your memories of the first one? Jeez, hiccups. Well, H- hiccups. Like, I did what go, you, it's what been are your a, it's been a couple one? years since we've watched the first one. It has been. And I've only watched it once. Uh so I did go back and I like kind of reread the plot synopsis of the <laughs> of the uh the first one. And I went back and I rewatched a couple spots in the first one just because I needed to clear up some stuff about the second movie. Okay. But basically I remember this group of young people who were they were just on a quest to find the most extreme haunts in the u.s yes and they were coming up on some stuff that was pretty cool but like nothing nothing was really scaring the shit out of them sure until they started hearing about this group called the blue skeleton Mm -hmm. and throughout the movie peppered in you start to see these weird characters who are popping up like in several cities and you're like, how are these people in this city and in this city and this city? Sure. And it turns out this group has caught wind of them doing this tour. <coughs> tour, And they're following them. Sure. And they are the Blue Skeleton. And they are here to deliver the most extreme haunt experience that you could possibly imagine. From my recollection of and, the first and, movie. And what it looks like is at the end of the movie... They basically it's, they get killed. Yeah, they get killed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's the most extreme haunt. Yeah. The most extreme haunt. We my kill rec- you. My recollection of the first movie is really liking it. I remember I thought that it was. Oh yeah. That it was uh, a very smart movie. I had not really seen a movie that was done in that style. Like it really made the found footage aspect work for them. Um, and it was, it was documentary style too. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I liked it though. I liked it a lot. Uh, going into 2017's uh, sequel, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, it's directed by Bobby Rowe, who did the first one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all the cast is back. All the exact same characters from who the also, first movie are back. Yeah, Bobby Rowe also <laughs> stars in the movie. 
Oh yeah, he's Bobby. As Bobby. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think I ever realized that they all play their real. Yeah, they're all their. They're all their regular their real selves. Yeah, look at that. So Bobby is uh, brothers <clears throat> with Mikey. Uh, there's also Zach and Brandy is the main girl. Uh, in this movie, known as Coffin Girl, because of the end of the first movie. Now you might be thinking to yourself, didn't you just say they all died at the end of the first movie? Uh, well. Well, that was the impression we were under. Well, um, and this I, movie decides to change the rules a little bit. The end of the first movie, I remember coming out of it just thinking, well, that was a bleak ending. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Because and I it, loved it because of that. Essentially, what you see is uh, these four or five friends getting separated, slowly separated by different members of the Blue Skeleton and all meeting different fates. Like Mikey sounds like he's bludgeoned to death. Yeah. Uh, 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 what the hell's her name? What's her Brandy. name? Brandy. Brandy <clears throat> ends up buried alive in a mm-hmm. wooden coffin. A couple of the other guys end up trapped in uh, other coffins with live feed cameras on them. Yeah. So you kind of think like, well, okay, they wanted the most extreme haunt, and this is what they got. It's uh, and now it's documented. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's documented. You uh, you die when you mess with the blue skeleton. So moving into 2017, <laughs> recovering from the trauma of being kidnapped last Halloween by a blue skeleton, five friends head back out to visit more haunted house attractions. But when signs of the blue skeleton start appearing again, a new terror begins. Um, I <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. Um, what take take. I'm curious as to what your your thoughts on this movie were. Well, when I first found out that when I first read this synopsis and I found out that it was the same people from the first movie, I go, "How? Yeah, like we saw them die, right? Your first, well, your at fir- least. We, but then I I did go back and I rewatched the the end of the first movie. Mm-hmm. You don't see any of them die. Um, I don't think the, I don't think that you needed <clears throat> to in the first movie to get across what they were saying. But I mean, like. Maybe they were planning a sequel the whole time because they did it cleverly. Like, you don't actually see any of them. Like, we assume Mikey was bludgeoned to death, but you don't actually see him bludgeoned to death. Sure. And the 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 videotape exists of the the dark screen with the sound effect of him being bludgeoned, but it sure. other than that, it's nothing. Sure. You know, it's a sure. it's a it's a it's a farce. True. It. Having them alive at the beginning of this movie, though, I feel like kind of ruins the ending of the first one, though, because the end because the ending of the first one was so bleak, and it, that's why it worked. It was like, oh shit, nobody got out. Like that's fucking dark. Like these people went looking for it, they fucking found it. The end. Like, but that doesn't. That's why that works. But that doesn't take away from the experience that you. The only reason that you would. Uh, the only reason that the the ending of the first movie would be ruined for you is if you already knew what the second movie was about. We didn't. So the sure. So the first movie worked for us. It's ruined we, for we anybody. Got, it's ruined for anybody coming after though. The second movie has yeah. been released. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm not even saying that for for I'm just our saying, audience. I'm just, I'm just saying, saying for our audience. Spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it yeah, like if you if you know about this movie before you have watched the first movie, yeah, it's gonna ruin it for you. Yeah. But that doesn't take that doesn't take away from my experience with the first movie. I remember as being a very positive, very spooky, very bleak sure. yeah. experience. Yeah. Um, knowing that it was all uh, a gag 
it doesn't it doesn't take away from the first movie for they me. They don't like, actually say that it was all a gag at, at the at the beginning of this movie though. You don't really know what happened. They don't explain anything until the end of the and movie. And that's and that's fine. No, like, it is fine. It, it is fine. It, it it makes it makes it seem like uh, the blue skeleton was just a very what they were looking for. It was a very extreme haunt. Yep. And they do imply that. Well, they don't just imply, but they show the cops showing up at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, when when Brandy is supposedly being buried in a coffin, a cop shows up and finds one of the skeleton guys burying the coffin but when he opens the coffin nobody's in there which means she's already been pulled out yeah um so the whole idea is that they did bury her for a little while they gave her a good scare they pulled her back out and then when they when they brought her to the middle of nowhere and handed her the videotapes of the whole night she went on with her life all of her friends were still alive like everything was fine she was traumatized by it though it's not it's not super unlike the um what's that what's that extreme haunt in uh california oh i i know what you're talking about but yeah it's the one that like we've seen everybody's seen videos of it it's the one where it's it's like an old no one's ever made it through the whole thing yeah it's like an old couple in uh in like uh in their 60s not yeah. old, sorry, not old, but like, you know, a couple in their 60s yeah. who just decided they wanted to start a, an extreme haunt and now they now they're legendary and nobody's ever made it all the way through and all you get when you make it through is you get your money back, yeah. right? Yeah. It, but it's so intense that nobody's ever made it through. It's kind of like that. And that's and that's like where the where the second movie picks up, that's the sense that you get from it. Like yeah. the blue skeleton experience it could have been one of two things. It could have either been just an, a very extreme haunt where they got what they were looking for, which mm-hmm. was an, an experience like they've never had before, or to kind of throw sort of a curveball at you, it could have actually been a murder attempt by mm-hmm. the blue skeleton, but it was it was messed up by the cops showing up. Sure, sure. So that's kind of where you go from there. So okay, so I I'm I, I I've heard everything that you've said, and I'm getting the impression that you enjoyed the second movie. I did, yeah. I hated it. Really? Hated it. Really? I thought it was pointless. I mm. thought it was complete. I thought it was a fucking waste of an hour and forty minutes. Yeah. And no, I don't. And I, I didn't don't feel that way. And at I all. don't say that lightly. <clears throat> um, the movie, the movie, a looks cheaper. I understand that they probably didn't have the same budget. It looks cheaper which made it harder for me to get into in the first movie it looks cheap it just looks cheap yeah did you go back and rewatch any of the first movie yeah i did i did it just it the second movie just doesn't look as as good as the first one did just hmm. the overall tone of the movie right um that's that's neither here nor there it's just i'm just saying it um i thought that bringing the characters all back the way they did without much of an, a, an explanation in the beginning which i understand why they didn't because of the ending but it does cheapen the first movie, which I liked so much. So I'm like, well, that's dumb. Like they, they, they didn't even try to think of an inventive way to really bring it to really bring it back to make it understandable in the beginning of the movie. So you're kind of like, again, I know what they did at the end, but it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, why, why, should, why does this movie exist if the ending of the other movie was this other thing and they just leave it unexplained? It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, and then I thought that. The first, the first, 
the movie is an hour and 40 minutes long. It took an hour and 10 minutes, and I timed it, for the actual plot of the movie to really even start. This movie, to me, felt more like a glorified infomercial for different haunted houses around the country, because you know they filmed this at real haunted houses. It, it, yeah. They had to have, right? And the way that the people were being interviewed, like... I didn't look this up, so maybe this can be a correction for next week, but it looks to me as though all these places they visited, it was very almost non-scripted. Like, it looked very, like, um, uh, uh, like off-the-cuff and improv, a lot of it, yeah. with real interviews with people that were running it and saying, we're shooting a movie, tell us about your thing, but maybe skew it this way. Like, nothing seemed like it was written. It all seemed very off-the-cuff, very improv, like... Mm-hmm. And it was just one after another, after another, after another of, of haunted houses that don't fucking matter. They add nothing to the story. It's an hour and 10 minutes of literally nothing being added to the story with the exception of every like maybe 15 minutes for 20 seconds. The screen will magically turn blue because you're looking through the lens of the blue skeleton people, which wasn't even edited into the story well to me. It seemed dumb. It was a dumb parlor trick to just change the color of the, the thing. Like, mm. it just seemed dumb. Mm. Like, it seemed really, really, like, juvenile <clears throat> filmmaking to me. Um, and I hated it. Like, it, it wasn't scary. It wasn't anything. I was distracted by the music <clears throat> that also felt, not even felt like, I'm pretty sure all the music was literally just music from Final Cut Pro, because I've heard most <laughs> of it before. That was distracting. That's, that's a minor gripe, but it still was a gripe. Um... I don't know. I just didn't like any of it. And then by the time the movie finally kicked into gear, right? Like you finally see, there's one point where you see one of the blue skeleton people literally hanging off the back of the RV as they're driving, Mm -hmm. as if that's realistic. What is this guy just holding onto the bottom of the fucking van for five hours of travel? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't make, it's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It's it's lame. Well, that's, that's That's lame. That's pretty nitpicky. But it's lame. Everything we watch is characters are supposed to be scary in this type of movie. These characters are supposed to be scary and like, 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 like impressive with their not impressive but uh impressing upon you the the doom of the situation mm-hmm. and it just didn't it mm-hmm. was just kind of dumb they they finally get to uh the the climax of the movie or at least the last like quarter of the movie mm-hmm. where where the blue skeleton people show up and then i thought it was great like the scene the scene where the, the uh where Mikey gets his head caught on fire they're dousing him in gasoline he's freaking out he's like it's gas and then you see and then all the lights go out and they're just they're flashing this like flint at him and then his head goes up in flames I'm like oh that's fucking awesome like <laughs> that was really really cool and then you had the eye gag which every movie has a fucking eye gag Italian cinemas are going to be so happy uh Argento especially or Fulci one of the two is obsessed with eye gags um I gag. Yeah, like, like like needles going into eyes. I think it's our. I think that it's was our that was the other movie, dude. That was Hellfest. No, was it? Yeah. Ah, fuck. Point <laughs> is, um, point is though, the guys had gotten caught on fire though. There was what are the other deaths? Uh, there, there was, was um, the bloodboarding. The bloodboarding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the guy gets his arm cut off. The which chainsaw looked, to the which, arm. That was the that was the moment that I really realized that it was something was up because his arm getting cut off looked that, extremely fake. That was the moment? That was the moment. I knew it was fake. Uh, the head burning looked real. The head burning looked real. I no, thought, oh, God, they're actually killing him. No, it didn't. There was, you could you could tell because, I mean, like. Well, I, from my eye, it looked real. Put I, it went, that way. I went back and watched it a couple times. And the fact that they cut to black 
Because I get it. <clears throat> Here's the thing. I never after the first movie, after they were left alive, uh, at no point in this movie did I ever think that Blue Skeleton were actually murderous uh villains. Well, after they were left alive, no. Yeah. Um I agree. And that take that kind of takes that that kind of takes the shit out of the sales. No, see to me that to me that makes it even better. Like to me what? No. To me I love I I actually like everything that you just everything that you just griped about about this movie is what I actually liked. The first hour the, like the first hour of the movie where they're just going from haunt to haunt, I liked because to me I watched this more like a I watched it like a YouTube video. Like yeah, I and I, and to me like if and and it was very it was very like if but, this if this was genuinely a YouTube video of a group of kids going to from like one haunt to another and cutting it together like you know they're using their new fancy drone to show you like to show you what they're doing. The Hold I'm, on. So, I'm sorry, them introducing the you drone just talked was for 15 so minutes, stupid. Fucking, why? Why <laughs> so though? Stupid. Why? That's very like you like nowadays people would have a drone in this situation it just i don't know it's it, it, it seemed forced it was like they're trying hard to explain away things that you're seeing in the movie to make it realistic to me i, I just i just didn't like it i don't know that's that's it that is realistic though my people 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 who make youtube videos now take drones everywhere with them i get that so why is that not okay it does so, it, like, them going from haunt to haunt, to me, it was just because I knew that they were actually going to real haunts throughout the United States. To me, I was just sitting there going, this is fucking awesome. Like, I would love to go. Like, the, it, to me, it was more just, like, shedding a light on the cool stuff that you could go do in, in, in America. Some of them looked awesome. As a, as a fan of horror and as a fan of haunts. Like, it was just, like I said, it was like watching a YouTube channel for the first hour of the movie. And that didn't bother me. But then they sprinkled in a little bit of uh like the like every once in a while the the blue the blue handicam is a kind kind of corny. I kinda kind like of? I kind well, I kinda <laughs> like the fact that it's that it's always blue tinted. Like it's you can I feel like you're watching this through blue tinted glasses. <laughs> no, I actually like it because the the fact that the blue skeleton has their calling card. So it's always gonna be blue tinted infrared camera, like wherever they go is I think is kinda cool. Um but uh, but aside from that, there's so many shots. I think I counted like six or seven times throughout the, the first hour of the movie where you see the porcelain girl just like tucked into a shot somewhere. Oh, I didn't notice any of that. Yeah. And and so like through like even before they start showing the the blue cam, mm-hmm. you know that blue skeleton is already following them because you see the porcelain doll okay. in the shots. Okay. Like I said, that makes, I, I that think makes it was... sense from the that makes sense though because <clears throat> in the first movie they did kind of the exact same thing. And it makes sense from from without giving away the ending, which we're going to get to anyway, but without knowing that the rest of them were in on it, that makes sense as to why the blue skeleton was everywhere they were at in the first movie. Right. I will, I will give you that. I just, <clears throat> I just, keep, keep going, keep going. Um, so aside from that, like I said, I actually enjoyed watching them go to uh, like, because to me, this, this, this movie doesn't really need a strong narrative. Because to me, it was more just like it was it was like watching a group of people 
go do like the whole point of the whole point of the houses October built was they wanted to go out and film themselves going to haunted houses. Sure, that's the whole point. Sure, but we've seen and then, that already. And then toward the end of the movie, they just happen to but meet up with this like sadistic group of weirdos who who take take but things to the extreme. We've seen that already in the first movie. It seems it seems dumb to me to just redo that for the second movie. I don't know. That's I, I watched I watched it, the I watched the first movie like four years ago, so it it really wasn't that big of a deal for me to watch like some new haunts. I never knew that there was a zombie five k in a fucking aban- that's cool abandoned the, like the zombie five k looked really cool. That segment went on for way too long, in my opinion. Oh like, sure, it, yeah, it went on for way too long. Yeah, it went on too long, the, but like. The but, other one, but like the 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 zombie pub crawl, like they the um, what was the other one? There was there was a one there was that the was zombie really pub cool the zombie pub crawl, the zombie five k, the uh, the R rated place, the chambers of horror or whatever it was. That was the one with the laser, the actual laser titties. Laser titties. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> um, um, then there was a there was a couple at the beginning where it seemed like they were uh, they were kind of. Oh, there was the haunted hayride that actually looked pretty fucking cool. That one looked cool. Like, the zombie apocalypse one looked cool, where it was more of an escape room, where you're like, it was, it was yeah. like you were playing through a video game. That actually looks yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, so that I'm are, into. That so, I'm into. So here's here's like my I complaint. said, these were all. It was it was almost like a YouTube channel highlighting cool attractions that you could go see as a fan of this type of stuff. I'm not mad that they did that, right? Like, I because I agree with you. I watch a lot of YouTube stuff too. Like, I can be down with that. The, the what bothered me and what I think was a misstep that should have been maybe 45 minutes of the movie not an hour and 10 minutes because by the time they got into the ending it went like that like there was no sub like they they got them into the house at the end and it immediately started killing them off and then like super sped up towards the end they 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 should have dragged that part out not dragged but they should have expanded that part out to make it more scary to make her her plight way more scary than it actually was to set up their desk more to literally they go in they just start getting off and that's it yeah the one thing nothing I, nothing took place in there i don't it it's not necessarily the the speed at which it happened in the final place in hellbent that bothered me uh hellbent that's it yeah like i uh it it wasn't it wasn't the speed that bothered me so much it was um her reactions to what she was seeing yeah like so she, she's she so, just she just didn't she like didn't seem that scared about seeing no, Mikey's her, head on fire her or her entire seeing... plot of this that she was quote unquote coffin girl from the first movie right her whole her whole thing went viral which is what Blue Skeleton wanted yeah her whole thing went viral and then so they the 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 group she didn't want to do this whole thing again the group finally convinced her to do it basically for a big payday mm-hmm. and she likes and she likes the group of friends so she went with them to help them out and this and that and she, but she said no extreme haunts I'm not doing this again I'm uncomfortable with it and they kept pushing the envelope pushing the envelope right they finally get to this end here you <clears> expect <throat> her to completely freak out and she doesn't mm-hmm. like it's a complete lack of character development um and but then, and then again, there was nothing to build up to it either. It just it just started and then it ended within twenty minutes. That was it. Like they 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 get to Hellmouth. By the time they Hellbent. actually get Hellbent, rather they they get in, and by the time they get in, the separations, the deaths, the the explanation, and the ending all happen literally within twenty minutes. 
25 minutes, whatever it is. It happens so fucking fast. When you have an entire hour of the movie beforehand, hour and 10 minutes of the movie beforehand, that does nothing to build the, the plot of the movie. That's my, um, that's my problem with it. It's, well, it's, it's you, extremely uneven. Well, you also said that you missed like the shots where the characters of the... But that doesn't set up plot. You it can, ki- you can it do kind that. of does. It Not shows really. that they've been following them the whole time. But One or two shots of those people in the beginning sets that up. You don't need an hour and ten minutes of it. Um, you just yeah. don't need it. Yeah. Like, no, what was I, the, you know, like there's 15 minutes of the movie spent on fucking Kobayashi. Don't get me wrong. It was cool <laughs> that Kobayashi was in the movie. Yeah. But you know that was them just having the opportunity to film somewhere Kobayashi was. And then wanting to make the most of having a celebrity in their fucking movie. That's what that was. Again. And that's annoying. Again, I kind of, I was watching it like I would watch a YouTube channel. Um, I was watching it like I was watching what it was, though, and that's a movie. There's a a difference in audiences for that. But it's not, I mean, no, this this movie's supposed to be like you're watching a YouTube channel. but but, But it's still a movie. You can make a movie... That has those aspects, but you're still watching a movie. A movie still needs pacing. This movie had no pacing. None. Like, it, the pacing was non-existent in this movie. Well, I mean, it had some pacing. <laughs> it, was a, it was a collection of scenes. That's what it was. And, and it was uneven at best. Yeah, I I don't know. I yeah, guess I don't that, know. Did, it, that just didn't bother me. Like, yeah, it, I don't it, know. I, I just didn't like it. Um, um, I Like, it... it, it 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 did move along a little bit slowly, but to me it was it was just like, like I said, it was like watching a vlog. Like if if it was in fact a a real life vlog, I would say it would have been like three or four separate episodes. Sure, right? Sure. Like maybe you would do one haunt per episode, so it's kind of like watching, you know, you sit down, you do a playlist or whatever of of, of episodes. Um, See, that would have worked better. You do a series on like Netflix or whatever. That's like. 30 minutes an episode. Oh, God, you fucking love that. For, I, no, no, I hate series. Yeah, make it a series. I hate series. In the, the past three weeks, because, you said, oh, this would have been... Because the problem is... This would be a better series. Because the problem is is that the stories that people are coming up with for these movies, they're not made for hour and a half, two hour long movies. They try to cram way too much into them. If the idea <clears> is to do... If it's supposed to be like a YouTube channel, YouTube doesn't release hour and 40 minute long videos. They release individual videos. Mm. That's what this is supposed to be. Do it like that. Yeah, but that's all I'm saying. But do you ever sit down and watch? Do you ever sit down and watch a playlist of three or four videos in a row? Not for two hours. You don't? No. Go fuck yourself. I know you do. Yes, you do. Not for two hours. (laughs) You and I have sat and watched two or three hours worth of dudes restoring old but the, but it's diff- old machines for but it's different it's still broken up into chapters when you're doing that like it's still it's still it, it just feels different i mean I why why can't you mentally like when you're watching something like this why can't you mentally go okay next chapter i don't know <laughs> like i don't know i why 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 can't you mentally just see how i see it <laughs> uh i do i see how you see it i just see it differently yeah. I, I well let's get let's get to the ending sure yeah let's get to the end yeah Take it away. Um, so at the ending of the movie, what you basically find out is so uh they get they get they finally make it to Hellbent. It's it becomes pretty obvious pretty quickly that Hellbent is uh is set up by the blue skeleton. And once they get in there, they all get chloroformed, they get knocked out, and then Brandy wakes up alone 
and she ends up making her way through the series of rooms where she sees her friends getting killed one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, her reaction to those killings, I didn't like because she just seemed to be like, oh, no, he just got killed. I guess I'll move to the next room, blah, blah, yeah. blah, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the movie, there's like a double twist sort of. Uh, she she ends up like in this courtyard where she's surrounded by people in skeleton masks and they present her with a tiny coffin in the middle of this room when she or in the middle of this courtyard when she opens the coffin there's a gun in there so she pulls it out points it at the dudes and they reveal themselves to be all of her friends and they say no it's just us it's just us and then she ends up shooting herself in the yeah. face yeah and then it cuts back to her finding out that her friends were actually in on this since the first movie, at least since the end of the first movie. So it turns out that they were kind of aware of Blue Skeleton. The Blue Skeleton were aware of them. They had come up with this idea to basically like help each other out. Like they would, they Blue Skeleton would pay them some money, and in turn, they would help to make blue skeleton go viral yeah basically and brandy was unaware of this fact after this after the first movie and she was unaware of the fact that all of her friends knew what was going on throughout this entire movie until the very end and uh so it sets it up to make it look like she commits suicide but it's just a squib blood blowing out the back of her neck and then like she wakes up jokes jokes on you basically yeah yeah um so i know you hated this ending i i just thought i didn't hate the actual ending i thought that all of her friends were assholes like gigantic fucking assholes especially if they did this to her twice I think which is that, which is what this is set up as. I think that um, they were. I think that they genuinely did think that there was going to be a big payday, and they they were going to end up like helping her to get a bunch of money as well out of it. Sure. I do think that they and and. But they're still assholes to put a traumatized girl through this. Yeah. If they wanted to get her money, you could very easily sue this place. And then sue sue what place? Sue sue the haunt for putting you in. Sue the Haunt? Nobody knows know. who the Haunt is. The yeah, that's fair, Blue Skeleton yeah. is completely anonymous. Well, They're a rogue well, group of that's people. That's fair. Okay, okay, and fine, that's kind of why I love the ending of this movie is because these guys were pushed. It's 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 a, it, it's like the ultimate uh it's like the ultimate sort of test of humanity here because they were these guys were pushed into a situation where they thought they they thought that they were going to be able to make a bunch of money. Yeah. And so the blue skeleton were able to manipulate them into basically destroying their friendship with this girl and in turn destroying her sanity in a way because she's she's been completely traumatized by this all for the pursuit of a big payday. And at the end there's no money. Yeah. And the only winners in in all of this are the blue skeleton because they end up getting their millions and millions of views on YouTube. Yeah, that's like true. that. That to me, that to me is a gnarly ending because I, it's it's I, like a it's like a it's it's like a sort of a putting sort of the modern day uh, 
the modern day idea of of like of of the pursuit of fame under the microscope like what are you willing to do to be famous what are you sure. willing to do for money sure and then having this group of people the the blue skeleton who's able to see what people are willing to do to be famous or to get money and exploiting that fact and at the end they're the ones who win out because they get all, because the very last thing that you see in this movie is the coffin girl part two is uploaded and there's yeah. millions of clicks all sure, racking sure. up at the same I, time. I don't, I don't dislike that part of the movie. I think that the idea that they were trying to achieve, right. Is, is a, is a decent enough idea. Mm-hmm. My problem with it is just the entire execution of the movie. It's just the way that it was put together, the execution of it, the pacing of it, the, the everything of it, like the, the, the morsel of the idea Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's everything. It's everything else. Excuse me that I have a problem with. Like right. I, I just I I can't get on board with it. I and I'm not alone in this. I I did. I thought that I was missing something when this movie was over. I was like, what am I like? What am I? What? what I was so let down by it mm-hmm. that I was like, I have to be missing something. And I went online and I was reading what other people were saying about it. And the general consensus of this movie is that it's. That is that it. It's a. It makes a mockery of the first movie. It's it. It completely destroys any sequels because now you know the jig is up. Completely destroys any hope for any sequels. It 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 basically takes. You, there's no point in. I don't know. It, 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 the, the, all the all the reviews were basically just like this movie does absolutely nothing to continue the franchise and it literally just kills the idea dead in the water. <clears throat> and I completely agree with that. I guess to it, me it does it does nothing. This movie did not need to be made I guess, at all. I guess to me it's like pointless. thinking thinking about from think thinking from the perspective of somebody who if I was actually watching this play out on YouTube or or whatever. Sure. Um I would be one of the I would obviously be one of the millions of clicks who clicked on the the Coffin Girl and Coffin Girl part 2 thing. Mm-hmm. And I would be so I would be so bewitched by what Blue Skeleton was. Sure. Like but you're the not idea seeing, but you're not seeing an hour of them just on Blue Skeleton's page at least. You're not seeing an hour of them going from haunt to haunt to haunt. You're only seeing them stalking them. Wrong. No, everything everything that was on everything that was on the Blue Skeleton page or everything that you saw on screen on in this movie was uploaded to the Blue Skeleton page. Is that the idea they're trying to? I thought it was just the ending that they had. Okay, no, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I I, I still no, just me, don't think that. To it me, was... the idea of this rogue anonymous haunt who these people who are just so committed to uh to like scaring people that they will stalk people across the country and then and then you know like put them in these situations of peril just to put it online like that to me is fascinating and in if if this happened in real life like like pretend you'd never seen these two movies if you suddenly like happened upon this this channel on youtube and you saw this in real life you wouldn't be absolutely captivated by it of course you would it's, it's and that's I, yeah, the way I, it's, it's supposed it's, to come across. It's supposed to come across as though it's just this random. I, I just, I, it wasn't for me. I pre- no, I, I I respect your opinion. I do. I just I feel totally different. You different know what about was it. for me? What 
Hellfest. I thought Hellfest was exactly what I wanted out of a haunted house movie. All right, let's get into it. Like I like to to me, this is a movie that took it and did it right. Now, granted, there's a lot of movies that have done it right. Haunt was amazing. Uh, we already talked about the first Houses October built. Was I feel amazing. like Haunt and Hellfest are like they're kindred, kindred spirits. Yeah, took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, they, they, it's not hard to do these movies. Mm. You have kids that go in. It's a haunted house. They get separated. They die. <laughs> there's like like it's a it's like a, they're kind of like the, these movies remind me a lot of the old like slasher movies. Yeah, they're, you don't need a big formula to it as long as the movie looks good. It's acted halfway decent, and there's a lot of fucking blood and cool kills. Right, that's all you need. That's literally all people care about. If, if only any of that happened in Hellfest. Um. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you wait, 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 wait? Did you not like Hellfest? Oh, Hellfest was fucking tough to get through, dude. You're shitting me. No. You're shitting me. No. Oh my fucking god. Could we be at more odds? Not to. I, or, or are you doing this on purpose because I didn't like the first movie? Yeah, no, totally. Okay. <laughs> no, Hellfest Jesus was awesome. Christ, give me another beer. I need another beer to talk to you, you motherfucker. Um, Hellfest no, I, was great. Hellfest no, to me it. was. Exactly the sum of all the parts that you want out of a movie like this. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, you had a cute final girl. You had a really annoying friend. You had disposable dudes. Um, disposable <laughs> Tony dudes. Tony Todd was in it. I mean, come on, it's awesome. It, it's it's just a good movie. I've always heard good things about this movie, just never actually seen it. Uh, so I'm happy we did it this week. And, uh, uh, yeah, like I was. I, Pleasantly surprised. Like I said, I remember watching the trailer a couple years ago and just thinking, like, oh, I guess it was fuck. I guess it was, it was like five ago. years yeah, ago. Yeah, that but, was a while ago. Um, man, time's flying. Uh, yep. and just thinking, just thinking, like, shit, that looks like a lot of fun, and and also making me want to go to, like, I've been to haunts and stuff like that before. Sure. I've never been to a good like. I've never been to Halloween Horror oh, Nights. God, I've never been to what's the one at uh, um. Uh, Cedar Point is that Halloween? Oh, Hall weekends. Hall weekends. Yeah, Hall weekends is like, great. We yeah. should go to that sometime. I just want to go to a a place that's a large place where you walk for miles and oh, every it, around every turn is something that scares you. Yeah, you have to go that's to Halloween Horror Nights. You have um, to go to Halloween Horror Nights, dude. It's it's a must. Yeah. Uh, so Hellfest from 2018, directed by Gregory Plotkin, uh, who was the director of Paranormal Activity: The Ghost Dimension. Nice. Uh, however, he made his uh, made his living for a long time as an editor, editing. All the paranormal activities two through five. Mm. He directed Lucky. He uh, or, or I'm sorry, he edited Lucky. He edited Get Out, Happy Death Day. Get out. And most importantly, his very first editing credit, Saving Ryan's Privates. <laughs> Dude, what? <laughs> Which I come to find out that's not an actual porno. No, Shaving Ryan's Privates. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Fuck. I thought Saving Ryan's Privates was. Okay, so I read this and go, oh my God, he edited the most prolific porn parody known to man, at least in our circles. But it wasn't. It's just a com- it's just a spoof comedy. But I think it's still, funny it's that funny. his his first two so his first editing credit is Saving Ryan's Privates. His second his second editing credit is Cock and Bull Story. So maybe it was porn. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Um, anyway, though, uh, a mass serial killer turns a horror-themed amusement park into his own personal playground, terrorizing a group of friends, while the rest of the patrons believe that it is all part of the show. Um, so here's the thing. You talk about wanting to go to one of these in real life. Apparently, most of the sets of this were taken from 
at Georgian, I think it was. It was Six Flags in Georgia, their Fright Fest. Six Flags a lot over of Georgia? This, a lot of this came from that. Um, it, it It's crazy to me how much this atmosphere in this movie reminded me of Halloween Horror Nights. Really? You have to go. Dude, it's is it so is it like good. is it all foggy like that? Oh yeah, like the whole place is just fog. Yep, dude. and there's big fire things, and there's <sighs> Shit, yeah, dude, dude it's awesome. awesome. I it's, really want to do awesome. that. <laughs> um, at night, it's the best part. You go there during the day when it first opens. Whatever, that's when you hit the mazes. Like when 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 like darkness in, hits indoors. Though, when darkness hits, though, is the time to walk around outside. Like daytime, you that. go indoors into the mazes. Yes, yeah, and then at night you just walk Don't around. Be wrong. Outside. They're cool at night too. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, starring people. I didn't write them down. James, starring some people. Do you All right. People? So uh, star- I don't know if anybody's going to actually know any of these people. but Probably uh, not. Amy oh, Tony Todd. F- Amy Forsyth <laughs> as Natalie Rain Edwards as Brooke. Bex Taylor-Klaus as Taylor. Well, Bex, you'd know her. Uh, from what? No, no. Was she the annoying girl? No, who's the annoying girl? The which annoying girl? The girl who got was not the virgin at the end. Was, uh, that was the annoying girl. That was Bex. Yes. So she, I know her from Arrow. She was in Arrow. She played Sin or Sid, something like that. So if you're a fan of Arrow, you would know her from that. That's um, where I recognize her from. I'm not a nerd, so well, I don't. That's what I got you for, James. But I'll, t- I'll take your... I will cradle you. I will take your word for it. Uh, Arrow, she was Sin. Oh. Yeah, Sin. Right yep. on. Okay. Uh, yeah, she was... She was like in the first ten seconds that she was on the screen. I go, oh, she's fucking obnoxious. She, <laughs> she kinda, grows on. She kind of exactly. That's, she does. Yep. I was like, she kind of grew on me by the end of the movie, yep. and I liked her. Yeah. Um, it's almost like the way that you viewed her as the main character, because the main character got kind of grew on her too. They hated each other. Oh, at right. the beginning of the movie. Right. Towards the end, though, they weren't so bad with each other. I didn't get the what did she. Did they know each other? I think they knew each other in like because she was ca- she was calling her grade school. Yeah, I think they knew each other in high school, and it was just like a dumb carryover. Is sure, my guess, but. it was like they weren't they weren't friends. They didn't like each other, but then somehow her and her best friend became friends, and then they lived together. And also, her best friend is uh, hot. Yeah, and um, her best friend is very hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, all of her friends were very hot. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah, and the dudes too. The dudes were hot Good as well. Good looking dudes. <laughs> Um, um yeah. yeah, so anyway, this group of friends, they uh they get together. Uh Natalie uh Natalie? Natalie's in town. Nobody expects Natalie to show up for some reason. I feel like they wanted <laughs> I feel like they wanted Natalie to be a, a much I don't know, like deeper character than she was. Like everybody's like, Oh, we weren't sure Natalie was gonna show up because Natalie's got so much going on, but it's like But I... then her excuse is like, Oh, sorry, I got busy. <laughs> I here's the thing though I kind of understand that though I I think that it comes maybe written as some written by somebody who maybe was that person to where they're like it's not that I'm all this complicated I just have shit yeah, going on like, I can't always be around that people a, expect a lot from people yeah. sometimes when they don't have maybe as full of a life yeah, you know a, or they're not doing as many things it's very easy to it's like for for example I can I'll, I'll say this not to get fucking deep here uh as your oh your longtime single friend you know before the current um it, it was tough being the person that had all the free time in the world wanting to go out and do things and all my friends are married and having kids and this and that and they don't have the time to do stuff it's easy to to look at the person 
who has stuff going on in their lives is being like, oh, you don't want to be around anymore. I hold it against you. Well, when, it, when it's just like life happens, you know? Except for, I don't think that there was ever a time where you asked me to go do something and I said no. You get what I'm saying. I don't. Yeah, fuck off, I James. Don't. You get what I'm saying. It, I, I understand, though, that if this was written, if this was maybe part, like, like written from the writer's point of view of sure, being yeah. that person, like, I just have shit going on. Yeah. I can't be there for everything, <laughs> you know? And it's really not a big deal. You just need to understand that people have lives. That's yeah. it. I, I feel like that's all that was, and I got kind of a chuckle out of it. It was a hey, fucker, fuck you kind of thing. Kind of. <laughs> um, hey, fucker, hey, fucker. So, uh, so Natalie shows up. She's hanging out with her friends. Uh, that was her... a poor excuse that Hey Lover by LL Cool J that <laughs> nobody's going to get, so I feel like I need to explain it. Go on. Uh, so her, her boy toy, Gavin, gets them tickets to Hellfest. Yes. Uh, fucking VIP, VIP ticks. Um, for I, I would date Gavin for those for those wristbands. By the way, oh, I would date just putting that. Out. I would date Gavin just for any I'd, reason. I'd put out for him for <laughs> any reason. <laughs> I'm Not just to one up you. I'm just lonely, so <laughs> I would put out for. I'd put out for says the married guy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so you've got Natalie in town to see her her best friend Brooke. Uh, Taylor is the girl who she doesn't uh, uh, she doesn't get along with so well, but then you know they grow sure. on, grow sure. on each other. Uh, Quinn is is dating Brooke, and Gavin is the dreamy dude that Natalie wants to ride the D. Yep, I, that's that's not my words, that's theirs. And then Asher and Taylor are the God, they're pretty, the mains. They're, they're not the mains. Well, Asher. Asher and Taylor. Taylor's a little annoying girl. Oh yeah, duh, duh, her duh, boyfriend. Duh. Sorry, sorry, yeah. And then you know, like halfway through the movie, I start to think actually they're probably the couple I'd want to hang out with. Yeah, because yeah. once they get to the scary stuff, they're like they're they're, they're so like into it. They're like little kids, and they're they're just like ha ha look scary stuff. And I'm like I'd probably want to hang out with them because they'd be more fun. Yep. Than the other I mean, people. Yep. Yep. Uh, so anyway, they get to Hellfest, and uh, Taylor at one point explains. What you see in the beginning of the movie, which is there's uh, several years prior to, to to all this going on at a place called the Orange Grove, mm-hmm. the the Orange Grove, which is another haunt. Um, there was a girl who was being chased by a dude dressed up in a, a like a, a cloak with a Satan mask on, and she ends up getting killed, and strung up from the rafters in one of the now. Was it implied that she was one of many people who was killed in there? That's kind of... I, I don't know. I couldn't tell. But no, actually, they they talk about... No, because they talk about it later in the movie that it like she was found in amongst the bodies, right? I, I don't know. Okay. I don't recall. I don't recall that opening sequence. Either way would be. Like, I, remember, I remember her dying. I don't remember like, the aftermath of the, how they found her and all that. Either stuff. way would be creepy. It sure. would be it would be creepy if if it was just her hanging amongst a bunch of mannequins. It would also be just as creepy if it was a bunch of people hanging there, right? Yeah, I don't know if they actually say it though, do they? I think they I think they do toward the end of the movie. They're like this 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 harkens back to the to the crime committed at the grove the orange grove from four years ago. Well, that could just because two bodies or bodies found at a yeah. haunt, at a haunt but that's that's it um so anyway they get to hellfest they're having a good time they're going through the 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 uh, the mazes and then suddenly well first of all i kind of like that they do they you actually follow the killer in 
and he's apparently wearing the same boots that he wore four years ago. Those actually, are killing boots. Actually, I'm wearing the same boots that I had on four yeah, years ago. So yeah, those are your killing uh, so boots. The, yeah, it's the killing sense. boots with the. I want to know what's he doing with his right foot that just the right toe on his steel-toed boots is uh, kicking worn out. Fucking heads. Just fucking That's kicking it. ass. That's it. Kicking ass, taking names yeah, right on. You kick enough people with uh, in the teeth with braces, it's gonna wear away. Yeah, your, it's really gonna wear away your toe. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you have good quality leather. Yeah. Um, well, he didn't have Red Wings apparently. Um, so yeah, I, I I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool that uh, they they did this like whole thing where they follow the killer into the. And he, he reminded me a lot of Michael Myers. In, in his approach. Not so much that he looked like him or completely acted like him. I thought that the way the way that they showed him, especially in the beginning of the movie, though, it was very Michael Myers-like. Like, more so, almost, dare I say, from the 2018 movie, where he's just this brooding guy walking around amongst the other people. And, and, and like, you see just his feet, for example, like underneath this the bathroom stall in Halloween sure, 2018. Yeah. And, and, and they focus on his feet a lot. Like, he was very stoic and very, like, very Michael Myers-like to me. Yeah. Even the mask sort of looked like the burnt mask from, like, Halloween Ends a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that was completely coincidental. It had nothing sure, to do yeah. with it. But it did remind me of it a little bit. Um, Yeah, I just thought that was, like, his 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 type was definitely, like, a Michael Myers type. In this movie, which and, I thought worked, and driven, and and yeah, and like kind of driven by the same instinct too. Like just he, kill. well, not just he seemed to like focus in on one. There was that one shot where he's kind of like standing there and he's panning through the crowd, right? Yeah, and he he focuses in on Children of the Corn. This, hmm. <laughs> sorry. He's not focusing focusing in on Children in the Corn. Mike wanted to know what we were watching. Is Lyndall Hamilton? Lyndall. Lyndall. Is Linda Hamilton in Children of the Corn? Oh, yeah. Why do I not remember this? Oh. Okay, sorry. Back to, back yeah. to the movie. Uh, he's kind of panning through the crowd, and it's almost like he, f- like he suddenly... Like, it, he picks up on one girl who's saying one thing that catches his, his attention. Yeah. And he just sort of, like, snaps his head her way. And then all of a sudden, that's, that's the, the girl. That's the focus, yeah. That's the girl. Yep. And then he finally, like, he it's gets... all it takes. Right. He gets... He's, he ends up stalking her. The the scene where uh, Brooke and Natalie are... And and, uh, and uh, t- uh, Taylor, is that her name? Yeah. Taylor? Yeah. Or... Uh, Taylor, yeah. Yeah. The scene where Brooke, Natalie, and Taylor are making their way through the uh, deformed school. Mm-hmm. And the girl comes running through who's actually being stalked by the guy. And she hides under the thing like that. That whole scene was like kind of creepy. Well, well, you're watching her murder or watching him murder somebody, and you think it's just fake. Like, well, it creepy. made it made me think like like it it is literally like the it's it's kind of the most genius place to kill somebody. Well, because I, the people viewing it, yeah, like especially if you were the type of people who if you were the type of psychopath who wanted to be able to kill the people. attention, yeah. You know, like yeah. like going out and killing somebody like in the woods or whatever is you know that's whatever. But like if you're the type of person who it's wanted, theatric. yeah, if you if yeah, you're the type of person who wanted the theatrics, you wanted people to see your work, right? Of mm-hmm. a, a haunted house would be the place to do it because well, you could. Do I have it a note. 
and it would fucking and it would look like people would just be like, oh, look at how realistic this is. It's I have crazy. a note here. It says a realistic haunted house would be the perfect killing grounds for a killer. I bet that's how this idea started. Somebody walking through. Yeah. And this is probably any movie like this, but somebody was walking through and go, this would be a really good movie. Absolutely. A killer that kills in a place where <laughs> everyone's getting killed. It's perfect. Well, and it's not a... Why it, it didn't happen before? I guess Fun House. Oh, it house. has. Fun House was yeah. probably the first movie. I was going to yeah. say, it's not It's not a new idea, but it's... But uh, still, though. Like, right. It's, it, yeah, you're right. It's a breeding ground for these kind of stories. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that... Um, was the uh, Asher was that his name the guy that's trying to impress the main girl the uh, Asher yeah. that was no Asher was the it was Taylor's boyfriend no who the uh, who's the main guy who's the guy that's trying to Quinn, impress Gavin, Gavin Gavin yeah Gavin was a gigantic puss like a huge puss mm. I thought we'll explain like I, like if you're if you're if you're hanging out with a chick right and you're trying to do all these games, and he's he's trying so goddamn hard to win the fucking ring toss and mm-hmm. the ring win whatever. Like that's a funny story. Like oh, I took her out, I couldn't win or anything. Ha ha, we're laughing, we're having a good time. But then he leaves her for like an hour to go try to win a fucking teddy bear. Just fucking stay with her. Like he was, he, I felt like he was kind of like a giant puss to to go back and. That sounds exactly like something you would do. Oh fuck you. No way. It sounds like no something way. it sounds like something I'd do too. No way. To go back and try to win it without them being there, that defeats the entire purpose. No. Defeats the entire no, purpose. No, because you would think it was cute to come back with a with stuffed animal for nah, her. Nah. I I I no, no, I disagree. I disagree. I I thought I just thought it was a puss. I literally have her. Gavin is kind of a puss. It's one of my notes. <laughs> I no, don't know. It's, I just, it's, I, no. I thought I I I didn't like that. No, I gotta call bullshit. Like, on what are that. you doing, man? You're leaving this girl alone for like an hour, you're supposed to be hitting on her. Like, come well on. yeah, it's I mean come like on. it's but how good are you at hitting on girls? I'm not. That's why I stay with them. I wouldn't leave them for an hour. <laughs> No, it seems no, pathetic. you would. No, you would. It seems no, pathetic you wouldn't to go le- back. You wouldn't leave them for an hour, dude. We're pathetic. You wouldn't leave her for an hour, but you would run back for ten minutes to try and win her a fucking stuffed animal, and then show up in line and be like, "Oh, I got you a stuffed animal." Yes, you would. I don't know. From the outside, you wouldn't leave her for an hour, but you'd leave her for ten minutes. Put yes, it this you way, would. For the outside in, from the outside in, it seems pathetic. Well, <laughs> a lot of a lot of what we've done in our lives is pathetic. Well, yeah, from you, the outside you don't in. Come from the outside in, as guys who uh, are married and and maybe married sometime in the near future, uh, looking back on our former selves, we were pathetic. Oh, of course, of course. So you can't really, you can't really. That give being ass, said, uh, though, his pathetic too, Gavin, too much shit. His patheticism though led to the best kill. Of the movie. Oh, dude, the best kill of the Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. Fuck, I like jump. I pop. I watched this movie at seven this morning. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wo- actually woke up early this morning specifically so that I could watch this movie. Um, and I'm watching it like with my headphones on, my my laptop, and I'm like, that part happened. I fucking jumped. I popped. My cat was sleeping on my lap, and she got scared and jumped off. Well, and it fucking it set the tone that that wasn't carried through really. Uh, I would agree. I will, that was I will the best say kill. that. I will say that. Yeah, like they yeah. kind of blew their wad on that kill because kind of it was of. fucking awesome. They dinged the bell. <laughs> they fucking dinged the bell, dude. And I was like, yes. So like, they, that's. He put his head on one of those fucking carnival things where you, you smash the uh, the dinger with the big old hammer and the 
you know, the thing goes to the top. Well, goes, well, pathe- pathetic, the top goes, ding, pathetic, you know, one ga- of those things. pathetic Gavin went, went and tried to get a, a stuffed animal for this girl. And, yeah. and, and it's like, dude, just stay with her. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with if you. If he would have stayed with her, he wouldn't be dead. Either. Well, he would at some point, probably. Yeah, you know. but, um, like, but that but then, was awesome. Yeah. He ends up, he ends up in this locker room and the dude hits him with a giant hammer. And then he ends up, why would you? Why would you get it? Like, he kind of, like, moves his head into position to be smashed. Oh. But having your head... No, well, in fairness, he had his throat crushed in by a couple of jabs beforehand. So he that's was just a, crawling away. That's a gnarly thing to happen, too. I agree. Yeah. I've had my throat crushed. Oh, it God. sucks. <laughs> I wish it was by a, a, a giant hammer with a killer instead of a lame <laughs> washing machine in my grandma's house. But it's happened. Oh, um, oh dude, I, I forgot about that. That yeah, was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was gnarly. Um, I, I also thought, though, you're right, though. They did blow their watch. Yeah. Because the next kill was the eyeball scene that I thought was from the other movie, but the next kill was the eyeball scene. And this is where I was thinking yeah. to myself, I'm like, okay, like Argento or Fulci, one of the two. One of the two is their, it's their hallmark. I think it's Argento. It's, dude. They'd be, they'd be hey, proud. Hey, it's every Giallo movie ever. That's fair. There's, there's a needle in an eye in Somebody... every Giallo movie ever written and ever filmed. <laughs> and I will fight you if you disagree with me. Either the writer or director, though, was a big fan of Italian movies. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you. That's why that was in there. Um, and I kind of ju- love, too, that you could... it looked just as fake. <laughs> I was going to say, I kind of love, too, though, when they cut to the eye, you could tell it wasn't even glossy. It was like, it was matte. <laughs> you know? Like, there was no yep. there was no wetness to it at all. But then when he sticks it in, then he fucking, like... Pounds, pounds it, it, pounds in it into yeah. his skull. I was yeah. like, that's kind of dope. So that was yeah, fun. it was, it was. Um, um and then the, and then the fuck the de- the the attempted decapitation scene. So okay, I was just say I love that. I did so, too. So dude. we the the quote we took from this movie is when names are escaping me. What's her uh, name? Taylor. Taylor gets brought up on stage with Tony Todd, and he's like, once you get a certain, like, halfway through the park, that's where it actually starts. So you have to get yeah, through so, half of it so there's mazes, to get to the good half. So there's mazes set up through throughout the front of the park, and then if you want to get to hell, like the worst part of the park, you have to go through the Deadlands, and the Deadlands is where all of the actors are allowed to touch you. Sure. So they're allowed to like fuck with you more. And so you have to go through the Deadlands, and then you finally get to hell. Tony Todd coming coming out looking like his same character from Hatchet. Yeah. <laughs> he's like the the ringleader, like like a, a master of ceremonies of of the park or whatever. Yeah. And he introduced. They pick one person from the audience, and it happens to be Taylor. She comes out and it's like, oh, we have to sacrifice a virgin. And she's like, yeah, I'm actually a whore. Um, <laughs> but they put her in the guillotine, and it's obviously a fake thing. Her head's not there. But once the curtains close, uh, of course, the killer is there, restraps her down into the actual guillotine, lets the guillotine loose, but it doesn't cut her head off because it's not sharp. I loved that attention to detail, yeah. how it just put like a little nick in the back. It would still hurt like oh, shit, God, dude. but it just put like maybe like what, a half inch well, it nick actually, in the like, back of her it neck. It actually knocked it. her unconscious for a second. For a second, Probably yeah. from pain. But he looks at it though and then like touches the edge like, oh, I thought this was sharper. I loved that. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, me it's too. Like a, it's a moment of... of Realism. vulnerability and realism yeah. to the killer uh-huh you know yeah be way too easy to just be like oh there must have been a super sharp blade on well, this it's fake it's like, like well it's because it's like why why at a theme park would exactly. you have a real working guillotine you wouldn't <laughs> right why would he think that right so 
But yeah, I thought it was cool though. I, I actually really like that. And I also kind of like the idea that she gets away and you think that she's going to get away, but then she just gets fucking stabbed. Like like her death happens really quick after that. And I thought that it was kind of smart because it's kind of like a like a like a like a whiplash kind of thing. You think she's gonna get away, but then she doesn't. Like yeah. I like that idea of it. And then they also kill her or one of the other guys right right there um, too. Take two dust at once. Uh Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, I I, I just th- I thought that was kind of smart to do though. Yeah. It was unexpected for both of them. Yeah. Um the twofer, if you will. Yeah. That whole the the scene with the guillot- the scene with the guillotine was actually like that was pretty tense for how, me. Like how I was did she like get her hands free though. Her they hands were, her hands were already free. Then why didn't she try to get her neck out before the first guillotine dropped? I just don't think that she was expecting No, she was already screaming and trying and trying to get free before the guillotine dropped. So why was she not like trying to get her, her neck out? Before then, all she was doing was screaming where her hands could just very easily pop out, but she left them there. That doesn't make sense. Well, she didn't leave them there. If you actually, I think if you, if you rewatch that scene, like she, they weren't down in the cutouts for yes, her they wrist. Were. Yeah, they were. No, they were up, up here because the blade was, the blade was only like maybe 12 inches wide and her hands were actually up but reaching it, but for the back could, of her but, neck. But afterwards she was able to freely grab the strap, the back of her neck. So why wasn't she trying to undo she her neck still, the entire time? She was still kind of struggling to grab the strap. Well, she t- wasn't. Yeah, it took her like it took her a minute to get the strap it, undone. My point is, my point is, if you're in that that situation, you're trying to undo that strap and struggle your hardest before yeah. that thing even drops. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. That was a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I like I don't think she realized because he he like starts to unstrap her and then he pushes her up really quick. And then starts to strap her in even tighter. Sure. Like, she she still, like, you got to think, like, she was unaware of the fact that he was an actual murderer. She, she thought he was just an actor at the... She had her suspicions at that point, I would say. No, she didn't. Know, she's struggling pretty hard. Like, she knows something's wrong. Based well, she, on and then based on everything that the main character, uh, main girl, was saying though throughout the time, she, I think she put two and two together and realized she was in some deep shit. Well, she was well, maybe only after he pushed her up and strapped her in <laughs> yeah, tighter. Though, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You also have to imagine too. This dude was what maybe like six two, six three, sure. like two hundred twenty pounds, and they even, she, they, there she, was even a scene she might have she might have been like a hundred ten pounds. <laughs> there was even a scene that where the main girl girls were in the in the crowd, and like, did you hear that? She didn't sound like she was laughing. Like they she sounded like she was struggling. They mm-hmm. mentioned that. Yeah. So she knew that something was wrong. Like based on everything that had happened beforehand, there was that scene in the bathroom with the main character girl. I can never remember her name. Um, but like, like where Natalie. She, Natalie was in there and like the, the, the main bad guy is just creepily in the women's bathroom. Yeah. That's a, that was a creepy ass scene. Also reminded me of Michael Myers in the 2018 movie, but Hey, um, uh, if there's any women listening to this, are there actually hand dryers in women's bathrooms that are set way up on the wall so that you can dry your hair? Yeah. And if there are, we want them in the men's room. <laughs> yeah. Like, you think I don't want to be able to dry my quaff every once in a while? <laughs> you don't, you're bald, James. 
Uh, I have a quaff though. I'd like to dry mine. <laughs> if there were like, if we could put them like in the middle a of the beard, wall, so that I could, dryer? if I could dry my beard after yeah. I do like a little mouth swish, you know, at the yeah. at the at the sink, like that would be <laughs> that would be fucking clutch. Um, the, but I want to know if that actually exists. Yeah, I don't know. I've that's, never, I've never heard. of I've such never a thing. seen something like that before, and that's crazy. That would actually make sense as being a hair dryer. Well, get it? They're hand dryers. No, no, but oh. it's a hair dryer <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> Come on. Um, okay, so it's 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 shown at the end of the movie. Uh, the cops finally come. They shut the place down. They're looking for the guy. He's gone. The end of the movie, uh, it shows the killer going back to his house. He's got like a cabinet with a bunch of masks in it. Well, he ho- takes off the ho- his ho- mask. Hold on, hold on. Before you get to this, okay? Because actually, the end of this movie was fucking chilling to me. Which, like, yeah, what you're about to describe. Oh, yeah. You just skipped over the whole like sequence of 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 him finally like them getting to hell and him chasing through the. Oh yeah. Through the hell sequence. Yeah. That was just them going through a part of the haunted house, though. I didn't really find no, that to be all that. That's fine scary. and all. It was, it, it was more frustrating for me. Mostly because, like, uh, um, Natalie and... Uh, what the hell is it? I keep forgetting both their names. Natalie and... Uh, the babe. Let's call, from here on out, they're called the babes. Natalie and the babe. Oh, they're both babes. Uh, Brooke. Yes, the babes. Listen, can I just tell you this? Yes. If you and I ever find ourselves in a situation can where... We, can we be called the babes? Well, obviously. <laughs> uh, if if you and I, the babes, are in a situation like this and there's a murderer tailing us and you can't stop like crying and sobbing and... and Why act- am I the one crying and sobbing? Why isn't it you? Because I'm obviously the level-headed oh, one. Oh, you fucker. Um... You're I'm ass- just you're you're fucking begging for jugs, Jude. I'm just I'm just gonna push you out and 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 let you fend for yourself. It is so frustrating to me when somebody like just be quiet. You know, that's it. In these situations, just be quiet. That's all you gotta be. That's all you gotta be. Um, I thought it was kind of what the hell is that noise? Your fucking is it my computer ghost. again? It's your it's basement, my basement ghost. ghost. Um. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool, like uh, like try like the uh, the 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 laser trip wires. In they the, actually do have those. That's a real thing. I was gonna ask yeah. you that, yeah, because you've been thing. to because you've been to fancier uh, haunts than yeah, I have. Yeah, I believe Erebus has those. Actually, come to think of it, do they? Yeah, I I have I'm, seen them before though. Yeah, if I ever go to Erebus, I'm just gonna step over them, dude, and then I'm gonna Why? get shot. <laughs> Why? Experience it. <laughs> um. But yeah, that the whole uh, that whole end sequence was pretty fun. I liked the uh, like hiding hiding within the dead end with the weird masks and stuff like that. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um. But anyway, go to the end because yeah, the so end I thought was, was chilling. Yeah. So yeah. the killer goes back home. They well He's they stabbed in the gut though. Yeah. They, they never go back to that. Why does every killer impervious? To being stabbed when they're just regular people. Because he's a psychopath. I, I don't get it. Because he's a psychopath. So he goes home. He opens up his cabinet. There's a bunch of masks in there. He puts the mask that he is wearing in there, shuts it, and well, then the approaches. First, the first thing I noticed when he pulls back into his uh, his his house is he's driving a minivan. Yeah. And I go, the That's weird. killer's driving a minivan? Weird. 
Yeah. And then he and goes then, he goes back in. He's he goes like goes in. into his garage where he opens this cabinet, and the cabinet almost looks like a like a uh, what do you call it? like an altar. Not not an not an altar, but just like he's his collection of masks, his sacred space. Like he's got his yeah. yeah, he's got his mask that he was wearing all night, yep. plus his devil mask that you saw in the beginning of the movie, plus like a doll mask. I was and... wondering if any of them meant anything else. Like, am I missing something? Was that supposed to be a big reveal of something, or was it just? He's I don't think done so. Before, but there was a part of me that was like. Uh, because he somehow was wearing the same mask that a lot of the other people were wearing. I know, at. which is how he was able to get around. So does he always? Does he have like a specific set of haunts that he goes to where he knows the people are always going to be wearing or the same? Each masks? one represents a place where he's killed people. Oh, oh, that's how I took oh. it. Oh, so say like this new mask now represents the sixth kill because that was the, I believe the sixth mask that was in there. That's actually. Yeah. So, so, but then the the creepy part is that he then goes into the house and there's a little girl sleeping on the couch. Horrible actress, by the way. Um, there's a little girl sleeping on the couch and she gets up. She suck. Goes, she's like, oh, daddy. And she gets up and she runs and hugs him. And I don't then think he, it was that bad. It was pretty bad. But he then gives her the stuffed animal that what's his fuck went back to win. Uh, What's her fuck? Uh, names, man. Uh, Gavin went back Gavin to, went back to win, win Natalie. Natalie, the two main characters. Yeah, uh, it was the one that he separated from the group to try to go win. Right. Ended up stealing from storage locker or whatever. Um, but he stole that and then then gives it to his daughter. These yep. people he just murdered and then gives his daughter a big hug. Like yeah. it's it's creepy. Yeah, the end of it's funny because this this whole movie was pretty like uh, like pretty by the book like run of the mill sort of creepy slasher yeah sort of thing in that last 20 seconds of the movie it took such a hard left turn for me really you thought that was that so 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 weird i see i expect stuff like that in these kind of movies i it's not that i don't expect it it's just that like it suddenly grounds it in so much realism. Maybe it's also because Aaron Aaron finally started watching uh, the the Dahmer yeah miniseries, awesome. and I I caught a couple episodes it's so with good. her, and it's like, um, it's like how normal they are. Yeah, how normal yeah. they are. Like this dude, it like. It, like it within within the confines of the movie for the first hour and a half of the movie, uh, this is just the guy's almost a monster. He's almost like a sure. like this beast, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like this machine who's just making his way through the park and killing people. And and there's no emotion. There's nothing to him. Like, and then the fact that he goes home and he walks into his living room and his sweet little daughter wakes up and gives him a hug. It's just like these monsters walk among us, you know, it's like Uh this, it's like this, it's the creepiest feeling, this idea that somebody, and it's, and, and, and they never give him a motive throughout the entire movie. That's the thing. He's just, just, he's a, he's a guy who likes to go to haunts and he likes to kill people while he's there. And then you find out at the end of the movie that after he's done killing innocent young people he goes home and he's got a little baby daughter waiting for him like that's just fucking 
That's scary, dude. Yeah. That's like that. That's that to me is very chilling. I would like to see the prequelist move though, where he killed somebody's mother and then stole the daughter, and that's <laughs> his kidnapped daughter. That's like some. Is that like some Texas Chainsaw yeah. shit? Yeah. Oh, it is like yeah, 2003 buddy. Texas Chainsaw because there was that there was that lady in the trailer who yep. had a baby who seemingly was not hers, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, dude. Yep. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, is that, I like, like this that, movie a lot. That, I really did. That's that. Yeah, that's that's freaky to me, and I I I like this movie a lot too. I of, thought it was really good. Of the two haunted attraction movies, the second one, Hellfest, is definitely the way that you make a movie. <laughs> um, I did not like. October 2, you did. It's fine. We disagree. Um yeah. but um in terms of in terms of the the quote unquote haunt movies. Uh generally speaking, they've been pretty good. Yeah. I would say that if a lot more of them start to surface over the next couple of years, it's going to be kind of a challenge to keep making them fresh otherwise they're going to feel like retreaded material. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, because like how many? I feel like these didn't really exist. Like that, Funhouse is the only one that I can think of from like the eighties, eighties or nineties. Oh, Funhouse, and then the two October movies. uh, How far between though? That's a thing. Like, I feel like there's been like a resurgence of these kind of movies lately. Hellfest. I think there's another Hellfest coming up. Um, Oh, is there? And then thirty one was basically one of these movies too. Kind of. Yeah, in a way. In a way. I mean, was it not that it was just like it was a group of young people making their way through a, a fucking madhouse of But that movie sucked, so we don't <laughs> we don't talk about it. I actually want to rewatch it, but I do remember it sucking. Yeah, I, I remember it not being what we wanted it to be. Yeah. Whether or not suck is the right word for it, I would also like to revisit it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Um anyway, yeah, those, those so that's are, it. Uh, that's uh the that's your Halloween hangover. Yeah, baby. House is October built two, which you can find on Tubi. Yep. And uh uh uh, uh Hellfest, which I I rent, rented I rented on yep. Prime. I don't I, know as about did you. I, as did I. So uh yeah, check them out. Let us know what you think. Uh if you agree with us, if you don't agree with us, if you definitely agree with me and you think Mike's a total idiot. If or... you definitely agree with me and you think James just is a waste of human flesh. Yeah, that, that mostly doesn't um <laughs> that doesn't check out with most people. So uh yeah, next week we don't know what we're doing. Do we know what we're doing? Um I know what we're doing. Do Mike pe- knows what we're do doing. Do the people know? Do the people know? Fuck um fuck the people, dude. Oh, also, we we talked about this and um I think it's worth mentioning. Uh, come the big, the first of the year. Come, uh, come, come the first of the year. Uh, it's worth mentioning. Come our our Christmas season. We have ideas for. There's some special stuff coming. Hopefully, if we can pull it off. Yes. Um, come the first of the year, though, through the winter season, we are going to get back to the wheel of death. Oh. We we have decided that. You mean the uh, wheel of pizza? The wheel of pizza. Yes. Wheel of pizza death. It, it might be death at this point. We'll we'll see. There's going to be a brand new wheel. Brand new predecided episodes uh, that we'll pick for the month, nice. and so people will know what we're talking about. That kind of nice. seems to be like a winter thing we were doing, so we're going to continue that. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what's coming up. Uh, lots of things come December, November though. You're on your own. It's going to be a free for all. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. So uh, so just, have, so I, just so just strap in. I have one uh, hint for next week. What? Uh, 
So geriatric werewolves is what I'm getting. <laughs> Don't smoke, kids. Good night. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll see you next week. If you want to find us before next week, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. We're on all major streaming sites. Um, all so, the sites, baby. All the sites. So uh, tell your local Jackalope uh, dealer. Tell your local gubernatorial candidate oh, God. to fuck off. Fuck these goddamn political ads. Yeah, tell them all to fuck off. <laughs> Respond to every text message with the Buzzkill podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Actually, yeah. That's it. That's it. Perfect. <laughs> By the way, check out the Buzzkill podcast and vote vote no on proposal 75. Yeah, that's the one where they talk about like rattlesnakes replacing penis heads. It's weird. <laughs> it's, just, it's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. Either way, it's venom, baby. Get All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Have a good night.